0: Welcome to Oil and Whiskey and Ironclad Original. I am Josh Henning. I'm Phil Gerber. I'm Jeremy Gerber. Welcome to Oil and Whiskey and Ironclad Original. Today's guest is good friend, great customer, Barry Blomquist. Blomquist. That's what I said. Spelled yeah, No, you didn't hear me. I said Bloomquist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's, it's spelled a wrong. retribution here. <laughs> yeah. It's spelled wrong. I, I tell you what about something about that last name. You know, it's just never. It's yes, I know. Don't rub it in. That's uh, I mean. <laughs> we may do another round of taking shots, uh, but we'll just have to see where we're at. Barry Bloomquist is an award-winning collector and longtime time Shop customer. Growing up, Barry spent his childhood surrounded by cars at the used dealership his father ran. In his teenage years, he began doing custom builds on his own. After a hiatus spent raising a family and running his steel fabrication business, Barry got back into building cars. Barry and the Rooster Shop crew have teamed up on several builds, such as... How many are, How many We're is We're on number seven. Number seven. I'm not going to read all six of them. We'll get it. We'll, we'll go through them all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Barry... Welcome to Oil & Whiskey. Thank you. Nice to, to have have you. nice to be here. Nice to be here. Cheers, everybody. Yeah, season. cheers. It's
1: a pleasure to have you in person. Yeah. Sometimes we just can't do these without physically having the person here. You're one of those guys. We had to have you here, so I don't thanks, know. I don't thanks know for I, making
2: the trek. I don't know if I'd do well on a Zoom call. <laughs> You're about as
1: tech-savvy
2: as I am. You're actually more tech-savvy because you've always got iPads and I'm not laptops very tech-savvy. In fact, I'm... Really fed up with tech. My my wife jokes (laughs) all the time that I've got a great idea for a tech guy. Come up with a a app called Zoomed Out, where you can just be out of this stuff instead of zoomed in. (laughs) I want to be zoomed out. I think no uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Excuse uh, me. LinkedIn. I want to be linked out rather than LinkedIn. I think. Mike
1: Ring actually has that figure out. It's called, <laughs> it's called a Motorola flip phone. Okay. <laughs> you can make I, phone calls. Yeah, you okay. can, yeah, well, no text it, messages. No text. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get know. That, snake.
2: That you is know, it. I get thirty <clears> emails <throat> a day and forty emails, fifty emails, and most of them are not worth reading. So. Anyway.
0: Oh y'all, are good. I'm. You can oh, yeah. oh yeah. You're yeah. over Sorry. there. You're over there I was, playing. I
2: was getting stuff prepped.
1: Getting stuff so
2: ready. when did we? When did we first? Meet. I looked that up. We. I gave you a deposit for the first car in June of 05. That was when you were in Elgin. Yeah. Your mom was in the office. Steve was still alive. Oh, Steve. The dog. Steve yeah, was a Steve puppy. Steve yeah, was yeah. a puppy then. He was a
3: puppy. Uh, we fired my mom since then. Uh, uh, yes.
2: Yeah, she
1: was <laughs> she, she did last, last long. So
2: 05, I think 06, we terminated her. <laughs> so was about uh, the the whole thing, it was the tail end of it. It was a family affair <laughs> when I met you. Uh, and it's been a absolutely wonderful relationship ever since, you know. Uh, I can't say enough positive about it. There was a little rocky time in there where I had to get used to the bills, but <laughs> yeah,
1: it stings for a little
2: while after oh, a while God, you get after a while
1: it's it's like getting into cold water, you know.
0: There, Actually, were nights, there were you nights. you stay like, in there
2: long enough, you get used to it. You know, there were <laughs> nights I couldn't sleep when we were building
0: C1RS. It didn't sting too bad. You kept coming back.
2: Well, I got over it. It's, <laughs> it's like a sickness, and you kind of take some medication, and you kind of get over it. But uh, the experience was was quite good. Most of
0: the it's time. like a flaming hot Cheeto. You <laughs> your, oh, yeah, oh, it's hot. <laughs> but you're like, oh, yeah, man, I got you one, just, more. Then the, tongue's one more. Your tongue is
1: smoking. <laughs> <laughs> <dead>. <laughs> so 2005, wasn't it? If I remember correctly,
2: you met Phil at, was it back to the 50s? Is that where? No, um, actually, uh, my wife is a dentist for those that care. She'd come to Chicago all the time and go to meetings at the ADA building downtown Chicago. We'd stay at Ritz Carlton. She'd always invite me along. So I mean, you got a nice weekend and at the Ritz Carlton, and the, I'd let her go to her meetings. I'd wander around and shop. And so one time she said, "Well, I got to go back to Chicago, and you want to go along?" And I said, "Well, I'll go along, but I'm going to rent a car and I'm going to drive out to because I had found you on a website, Phil. Remember the website I heard well, was, you talking about? Well, it, that was before it was three minutes I think so. <laughs> this How was an 05. This was a Phil <laughs> designed
0: website." Yep. I think we the, we, uh, we gotta talk about this. This yeah.
2: website we talk this
0: is amazing. This, website yeah. this website gets brought up a lot.
3: It was cutting edge. Yeah. Yeah. It had the
1: uh, at the time maybe
0: the yeah, it was
3: with the flames and oh. the real fire on there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and the, the showroom sh- door. Yeah, remember? showroom
1: doors open. The showroom
2: door was that was a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Oh, it was a fake showroom yeah, door. Yeah, and you'd yeah. click on it and the doors would open. Oh, I don't remember and then that there were cars in there. It. I'm getting old. I forgot <laughs> it's hard enough for me to just remember the trip, but I said to Eva, my wife, that I'm gonna go out to spend the day in in uh, Elgin and see what the roadster shop all about. I I had dreamt about wanting to build a th- everybody's dream, at least my era is having a 32 roadster. So you guys were the dealers for the Dearborn deuce body. I was impressed with all steel. I didn't, I've never particularly liked fiberglass cars, things like that. So I thought, you know, I'll just go out and see what this is all about. And, and I did. And uh, obviously from there, we. Ended up originally, I wanted to just buy the body and buy a chassis. And then I got to the point, the realization that I, you know, this would take me the rest of my life to finish, that maybe I ought to have you do the whole thing. Um, I was really, really impressed with the workmanship that was going on. And that was early, early on. I mean, you had the red and silver 32 Dearborn that you built for yourself. I, I was just overwhelmed by. I mean, my background is welding and manufacturing and stuff and the the quality at that time. And of course, it's only got, it's gone up by a hundred fold since then. So uh, I was just really overly impressed with everything and decided to have you build the car. And And you you were able to look past
1: the, how can I say this, like politely that the shithole that we were working in, I guess. Well, I it, it wasn't. Let me tell you, I grew the, the car business in a shop. little
2: two bay shop that my dad owned. I know what shitholes are all about, <laughs> and it it was nothing compared to what you have now, obviously. But it it wasn't all that bad. You had a paint booth, at least didn't have doors on it, but no, it maybe it did. <laughs> uh, you know, room for five cars, and they're welding in the other room. And I mean, yeah, it's but it the finished product was was what stood out. Yeah. I mean, uh, and yeah, people have to understand I came from that background. I mean, I was painting cars when I was 15 years old for my dad. I did body work at a couple of high-end body shops in La Crosse, Wisconsin, where I'm from, um, built a couple cars. So I, I kind of understood what went into it, uh, but just didn't have the time. At the time, my kids were still teenagers. I just figured I I better have you do this if i want this and it was so as my it was my 60th birthday present to myself so now people can do math and figure out how old i am i've now determined after listening to most all your podcasts i'm the second oldest person you've ever interviewed hmm. gail banks being the oldest uh one sharp guy by the way yes. I was really impressed uh i i hope i'm half that sharp in three more years <laughs> um so very knowledgeable and, and very articulate anyway
0: well, take us back then to a little bit of the beginning of how it got started, and because I'm interested, like you said, you looked at the shop, you weren't overly impressed with the surroundings, but at the same time, like you said, you've seen you'd seen worse. But what stood out was the craftsmanship of it. However, you've got a lot of young guys there, a fairly new business. There has to be some faith and some trust based on okay, I see this, but I'm looking around and I see these young guys. Like, are they really doing this? So, take us back to the beginning of how you. How you got to the point to where you realized that yeah, they well, can do it. You
2: have to understand how long I've known these two. I knew them when Phil talked more with Jeremy. <laughs> if you get what I mean. <laughs> Phil's known as the quiet one. Jeremy was more quiet at the time. I've come a long way. You've come a long so way. It's you, amazing with therapy. came out of your shell over you know, the years. Speech classes. the injections. injections. <laughs> yeah. He's just blossomed like a flower. I mean, he's, we, we say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. The more, and the more whiskey he drinks, the more he blossoms. You've got to water that flower.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: so what was the question again?
0: So, t- so back, where did you... Take us back to to young Barry. I want to know. We want. Well, to know about... I can
2: get into the personal story. Or I can stay with the story of. I Rhodes. think we we'll,
0: I think it'll make more sense with what you saw in them and the relationship that you formed. If, yeah. if everybody kind of knows about the backstory or the background of. Well, you had to you had to have some type of of body work in your mind to know what you were looking at as far as some, craftsmanship. Some, something that, to compare it or gauge it yeah.
2: against. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a serious gearhead. I mean, I and since I was eight years old. Uh, I think I told Josh this earlier at eight years, my father was a used car dealer struggling along, not a big deal at all. Um, He went totally blind when I was eight years old.
0: Just like that overnight?
2: Well, he was an adolescent diabetic and back then now they have laser treatments for eye vessel hemorrhaging. It was not available back then. This was in 1955 or six, something like that. And yeah, he was basically, I mean, he could tell if there was a real bright light flashing. That was it. I mean, this is, can't drive, can't work, lead around, you know. Wow. The only thing he liked to do was just drink beer and dance. He'd go out and dance with women in the bars. And, and he still had rhythm, I guess. But That's not a bad but, thing if you yeah, can go and out partying and you can't see them. <laughs> and they're all so, tens. <laughs> uh, so that, that's where my environment started. And I, uh, I was not a jock in high school. Um, I was a probably could have been a very good student, because I think now looking back, I average intelligence or more, but I didn't work really hard at school. I had to go, I mean, I, I tell all my jock friends that I still know from high school that I, I didn't have time to run track or play football. I got on the bus the moment it left, and I went home, and I started helping dad because somebody needed to. I have an older brother and a younger brother who are both deceased, but neither one of them had a strong interest and they didn't have the ambition I had. And uh, so at eight years old, I started doing whatever I could do, tearing cars apart, whatever, cleaning. By the time I was 13, 14 years old, I I was doing mechanic work. painting cars, painting trucks. My dad, a lot of his business was selling pickup trucks to farmers, so they didn't have to be rose shop quality. <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, a- actually, you know, a lot of times we'd paint a green truck and a blue truck and a gray truck. And then whatever's left, you'd mix them all together. It's and a the, brown truck. You know, yeah. it's For whatever them. that came out yeah. olive drab. That's what For it sure. ended up being. Um, anything to save a buck. Uh, but, so I, I did a lot of that as a, as a young kid. And, uh, it just kind of stuck i always had a strong interest in cars at at uh, i bought my first car when i was 14 years old a 57 chevy and it was i spent a lot of time in, as a youth rebuilding wrecked cars that was back when you didn't have to put it on the title that it was wrecked and and uh, so you know was you that a wrecked
0: 57 chevy that you bought oh yeah yeah sure it was how bad wrecked
2: Oh, smashed in the front. It wasn't that bad a deal. I mean, I got to know all the frame shops where if the frame was bent, you straighten it, you put fenders on it. I, I did I did a lot of mechanic work for friends of mine that were older. I always had older friends that could drive and they had cars and I did their work for them.
0: What'd you have to pay for that car?
2: Oh, I can't even remember. A few hundred dollars. It was it was a black 57 Chevy Tudor hardtop. It was automatic, power glide in it. That was another thing I became an expert at changing cars from automatics to manuals I can't remember how remember how many clutch pedal assemblies I put in and steering columns that I put in and to convert power glides to three speeds you know that was before is, four speeds guys is the pivot <laughs> the pivot ball is that always on the frame when you're doing them for mechanical linkage for the clutch yeah oh yeah the fork for, was a pivot yeah. so it's there regardless if the car was built no no, no 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 that's screwed into the bell housing Okay. The ball screwed into the house, and then there's a bracket off the frame, gotcha. and, and the, right the, and the uh, bell crank between it went between it, yeah. So I remember all that yeah. stuff. I mean, I've had transmissions fall on my chest, and <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a strange life. But somehow, I, when I was growing up, I decided I really didn't want to be in the car business. I My dad got too many calls on Christmas Eve that the car wouldn't start, and I had to go over the jumper cables, <laughs> and I, yeah, just, and... I became, uh, because of the mechanical skills, the body and paint, I I became a pretty good welder uh, at a young age. Uh, Both, I mean, we used to braze cars together. (laughs) Those are are the ones we get now that we strip the paint off and we're like,
1: the hell happened to this thing? When I was about 17 (laughs) or 18 years old.
2: I'll never forget one guy that I still is alive today. He's very elderly, but he said the only thing I can remember about you is when you were about 18 years old and you bought two 58 Thunderbirds, one bumped in the back, one bumped in the front. He said, I remember seeing you cut those right through the middle of the, and weld two cars together and make one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I back then I'd just about try anything. But by the time I was 19, 20 years old, uh, I had just decided I didn't that I wanted to spend my life doing that. you have been doing it for ten or eleven years at that I, point. I know I had, had enough experience. I've been career. already eight years. This in. is
1: this is what everybody should listen to because this is the turning point that we all missed. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we weren't smart enough to say let's not play with cars anymore.
2: There's a there's a generational gap now between <laughs> don't don't get me going on this, but between today's young people and my my generation. Yep. Uh, and uh, anyhow, I I started thinking. Uh, about what I wanted to do. And I got married too young. I had children. I can tell you when to have children. I have had, I had a family when I was in my early 20s, two boys. And I had twins when I was 50. So <laughs> but what's the sweet spot then? Well, a, is it, it is not in the early 20s it? and it's not 50. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, fortunately, I'm becoming a grandparent for the first time with my second round of children. Congrats. In, in May. And... They got married when they were 26. Uh, my two older children both got married in their late 20s, so I have a couple, three grandchildren with them. Uh, but it's not, it's not 21 to get married, and it's not 49, almost 50 to have children. So I was 28.
0: <laughs> I was 22.
2: Yeah, you're too young. Yeah. You're you're you're. My see, you're older was, than they are. My marriage. wife was 20. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it. You know, it's just. Yeah, it was it
0: was that was early
2: <laughs> I, well what it does it puts you in a in a negative position maybe is a good way to say it before you even get started i mean you've got the burden of supporting a child trying to find a place to live support that and you're still not formed i mean you're still not doing what you need to do and by the time i i was twenty twenty one, 21 i had decided that i loved making things out of steel and uh became a pretty good welder. I went to school, became a state certified structural welder. Not that I ever did that for a living. I just wanted to be able to do it. And uh, at 24, I started a one man welding shop in a 40 by 60 building. And uh, everybody thought I was crazy because I built a brand new building. A little steel building, had a little office in it. Had a one ton truck with a welder in the back. I, I had saved enough money Rebuilding wrecked cars to put this package together.
1: What was the vision with that? Did you have like was there? A well, picture
2: I I never just... thought of myself as having a welding shop. In fact, I named the business I did not put my name in it. It was called Mid-City Steel Fabricating and the idea always was that you maybe you'd run across one or two or three products that you could manufacture and You know kind of like you with chassis. I mean yeah. You started out as a car builder. Now you're really dominantly, uh, well, she you're doing both, done. but I can tell you where the profit is <laughs> without even knowing, yeah, seeing your books. Definitely not in the cars. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, so that was always the vision, but in- We in need re- to talk about the
0: invoices a little <laughs> bit, maybe on the car <laughs> yeah. things. If Isn't we the, could get those just a little bit we higher. Pro- we could get it profitable. When
2: I see my invoices, I can't believe there's not profit <laughs> in them, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. Uh, so- uh, so I started this business working alone. Um, was fortunate uh, after a few months to hire one young man. at 18, He was 18 years old. He ended up staying with me till the day I sold the place. I Had a really a lot of good people. But over the years, I went from 2,400 square feet of space to 65 or 70,000 square feet of manufacturing space. From a lot that was 100 feet wide and 160 feet deep, to six acres of land in downtown lacrosse where i live um, and went from one guy to 80 plus employees and it was just uh, it was it was a good ride i mean it was challenging every day i can honestly sit here and say there was not one year i lost a dime there was some skinny years but i never saw any red ink and it was i i always say the harder i work the luckier i got and it's there was a lot of hard good way work. of looking at it, a lot of risks, a <laughs> lot of taking risks. And, uh, if I had one good thing is that I always had some vision. I had, I was always a step or so ahead of where I was. I think I, you know, you got to the point where, you know, you want, it's like you with technology, you guys have done a fabulous job of just embracing anything that comes along that helps your manufacturing process. And I just didn't have the luxury of all the digital world you do, but, uh, you know any new welding process, any new equipment, uh, material handling. Uh, you know when I was when I finished the business, when I sold it, we had six bays that were fifty feet wide, one hundred fifty feet long, and had all of them had ten ton cranes over. Ever had cranes? You can't function without, uh, you know, good material handling processes. And uh, so it's I just kept. It, it seemed like the growth was just one processor project after another to keep it moving along and you would keep in adding employees and just customer driven i mean uh i don't know it's and i don't want to brag too much it's, i've been well, a very, fort- was, very fortunate guy i was there phil you were there with me right i was not there no we weren't there yeah, we yeah, we Dad went up there went. to
1: i think we were delivering a car we delivered for you my you, car at my birthday you, that's the you, only time you were there yeah, and you took us around and i you know I, did i ever show him. you the shop no yeah yeah we okay. went to the and, shop yeah and it was
2: mind-blowing. I mean, You were building, like, ships, basically. Yeah, it, uh, in Which fact, Josh, you got a, any picture there? This this is worth looking at for the average it, person. This is I'm,
1: very impressive. I mean, coming from fabrication and seeing the, that.
2: It's the pictures down in the lower right. That picture. Uh, yeah, that think, is the front of a boat in our shop being built. That's a man at the bottom with a grinder in his hand. Um, mm-hmm. When I, I meet people and I said I had a welding shop and then I show him that picture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks—it like, looks like a ship to me. That's in fact larger than a boat. You don't think of it as a welding shop. <laughs> gotcha. My yeah. uh, youngest son, who lives in Dallas now, he's a really sharp, bright kid. But he—we uh, always had—we had a beautiful house. In fact, we still own it. <laughs> um, and we'd invite—it was big. So we'd invite all the kids over. We wanted to know where our children were. We didn't care if the other parents knew. And the kids would come over and my wife also had a very good income and very good career. So we lived extremely comfortable and uh, for where I live and uh, the kids would say, what does your dad do? It's a welder. And Bjorn, my youngest son would say, he's a welder. And then they look at him, no, what did he do? <laughs> well, so, <laughs> he was a welder. He's just been welding for a long time. Yeah, yeah. so well, a lot uh, of metal together. What, what were those for? Well, that's that I should have loaded a couple more pictures. That boat is actually in San Diego Harbor. That bowling hat boat, that's you're seeing the first story of it. There's two more stories on top of it. That is the, the dining area. The next level up was a cocktail bar and on the top you would they were they're wedding boats. Out in California it's so hard to rent a place to get married. So they take these boats and you get married on the top floor. In kind of open air, and then you walk down and you drink and your cocktail, and then you walk down and have your dinner, and the boat's out cruising around. How do you get a boat to San Diego from Lacrosse, Wisconsin? That's well, size, that uh, that boat, in fact, I got more pictures. Would be very interesting for most people to float <coughs> it around. That boat seems like was, a long way. Now, I was a subcontractor on these boats. I didn't. It was a company called Skipperliner that's now closed their doors. But all we did was the fabrication side of it. We had to transport that boat from our place to their place which was on the water there was a trailer that carried that boat from there in the middle of the night it had 128 tires under it the trailer was made in germany 700,000 trailer at the time oh well, this was 15 18 20 years ago every axle could steer hydraulically you could turn that right around a street corner it was amazing but that's how we moved it then from there they put it in the water when it was all done and they Drove it down the Mississippi to New Orleans, put it on a barge, took it through the Panama Canal and up to California. Well,
1: that sounds like a testament to how terrible it is to manufacture anything in California. <laughs> well is
2: to trans- you go through those kind of well, ways yeah. to, uh, <laughs> that- to avoid California. Well, wow. we built two boats that are in Lake Tahoe. For those of you who don't know it, Lake Tahoe is five thousand feet above sea level. You don't float it there. <laughs> yeah. You, can't you truck it. Right? Big helicopter. <laughs> a tough place to yeah. truck to one truck of, them, to one as of well. them was built and divided right down the center. We the keel normally would be an inch and a half thick plate and we sandwiched two three quarter plates together and bolted them. And so when it was all done and we built it in one piece inside the shop, then we split it in half and shipped one half right. out on a trailer and another half out on a trailer.
0: Was that was that your bread and butter? was you do well, was it doing ship hulls and stuff no, like that
2: No, we uh, started out building railings for houses for ladies that would fall off their front step. <laughs> That's what it's ornamental iron business okay. and, and it evolved from there to just actually at the time this was built, probably half of our work was in boats like that and half of it was structural steel work for contractors. We'd, contractors were our bread and butter for years. We we did We did, you know, in Wisconsin, they don't build skyscrapers, but we'd do three, four story high buildings, schools, stairways, beams, columns, all that stuff. And this, then gradually this became less and less because the economy really affected this a lot. When I sold the business, that was probably 15% of the, of the business. And then two years later, it was
1: gone. So what was the key to success in that business, getting to the level that it, was just quality work and I mean, this is before that
2: the internet was really prominent. So yeah, yeah, we, we never, we had a, I don't know that we ever had a website. Maybe we should have
0: called Phil, he could have put you one together. Could put one <laughs> together quick, Phil?
2: This big shit doors <laughs> open. I, I had, I'm, I'm big on sayings and things. And uh, when you'd walk in the front door and I, we had a very, very nice place. I mean, it, it was a precast building, fairly new. I'd always get a lot of flack from some of my customers, you must be expensive because you have such a nice place. Kind of like you, you got all this beautiful equipment and you must be really expensive, which you are. <laughs> <laughs> but <Thank> you. <laughs> uh, anyway, when you walk in the front door, there was a sign that said, das best or nix. And if you don't know what that means, that means in German, the best or nothing. And that was kind of our motto. and. I remember you on a podcast a few weeks ago saying this that your your goal from the beginning was always. Why don't you repeat it? It's it was to. That well, was just to simply build the best. best build was, the best you could. Yeah, Do was, the best job you could. <laughs> and that's kind of that was our motto. We were never the cheapest. We were the best, and we gave good. And the other one of my other favorite saying was price, service, or and quality. Pick two. You can only have two. Yep. You can't be the best, the cheapest guy on the block, and still give the best service and the best quality. You can't; it's just, it's impossible. So the build the business was really built out of great service and high quality, and in especially in the structural steel business, if you do something fast and quick, and it doesn't fit when you get to the field, you get charged back, but the contractors also get delayed, and you don't make any friendships at all with people. So you right. you. You have to, it has to be right. It's kind of like a car leaving here, functioning and working properly, yep. rather than getting it back three four times before it's right. Sure. And, um, so,
0: anyway,
4: hmm.
2: I got to stop talking. <laughs> no, well, that's, 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 yeah, kind that's kinda, what we're here for. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, this
0: this is what this is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've
1: decided it's a lot of bullshit. Yeah, it's, it, this is it's probably seventy five. To eighty percent bullshit, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah, most. Yeah, and there's some substance. You could you mixed could hold this in a bar. That's kind of what we tried yeah. to recreate <laughs> here. You know, that's so we have of some of our yeah, we have some of our best conversations. <laughs> so how did that? How did you end up selling the business? Was that your goal to grow it? No, no really it really wasn't. was something I, uh, just the stars yeah. and
2: well, line? I ran it for 39 years, and um, because I have five children. Uh, I really kind of decided that this was best not to bring one child into the business. Uh, one of my children's a daughter. She has no interest And in you know, I've got two of them are engineers. One's a chemical engineer. One's a mechanical engineer. I mean, they, one's a co- an accountant. I mean, they, I probably. It could sounds have, like you kind of had the team. I have yeah. them all. I mean, I You're, have a dentist in hey. there too, so we have good teeth, right. you know. A lawyer. I, at this point, we have it all. Uh, it almost sounds like the Duttons. Yeah, you know? yeah. it's like Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I won the lottery when it comes to kids, <laughs> and I'll be the first to say it. They're all. I dropped out of college. I went on and off for a couple, three years while I was in that marriage scene and trying to get a business going, but it, it just wasn't for me. Uh, my friends that know me just say, oh, always yeah. think, well, just think you'd done pretty well if you would have gone to college. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> So, where, where was I? I lose track of thought here. I don't want
0: to. The sale of the business. Oh,
2: so, thank you, Josh. I'm oh, you're glad right. you're on top of No, today. your problem. <laughs> to keep them around. So, now.
0: I, I uh,
2: decided that, you know, this is probably not a second generational thing because it just becomes kind of complicated. Plus, two of the children, I mean, maybe I'm saying more too much, but two of the children from a previous marriage, she got interaction between stepchildren and things like that. I just thought it was best if I thought about
0: selling it so when i was uh you couldn't divvy up the company stock to all these kids so it's best to sell it and then spend all the money before you have to worry about the inheritance at the (laughs) the roadster shop yeah exactly
2: (laughs) and i didn't even i have nothing against any of my kids but i didn't see the passion in the older ones for it and the younger ones were too young i mean when i sold the business i had teenagers they were not ready to take over businesses the other two were established and gone and married uh but it, it just it, i just decided it was best they should have been working at the
0: at the shop at well, eight years old like you were helping did. the dad
2: some of them were sweeping floors and but you know they're you know, they went on to college they went on to bigger and better things you can't and,
0: force you can't force passion on somebody no
2: i mean i'm i'm a i'm a builder i don't care what it is it's just i love doing things i mean i bought a Garage condo out in Arizona. And last week before I came in here, I'm putting a ba- building a bathroom. I'm plumbing and sweating pipes. And the guy that's developed thing came over and he said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm plumbing." I said, "Don't other people do this?" He says, "Oh no, everybody else just writes checks out here." <laughs> you know, I just I like doing it. So so anyway, uh, I told my accounting firm at that time that I liked to sell the place and eventually, and they said, "Well, you have got to get somebody to manage it because." Nobody's going to buy a closely held business because you're gone. The business is gone. So I hired a guy that I thought was fairly competent. And to this day, I still think he was, uh, to manage the place. And I kind of just stepped aside. I gave him my office for three years and, uh, came in and hour or two a day. And I was doing some real estate development things. I built some office buildings and a condo project and, so I just got in my pickup and did other things and came back and, and it, that was in the early 2000s when I would say between 2002 and 2006 or seven, you couldn't do anything wrong in business. Uh, it was just on fire. Everything was, there was plenty of work and because there was plenty of work, there was plenty of profit and uh, anyway, so I, uh, this guy managed the place. He did a fairly good job. He's, he was an engineer of some sort. Anyhow, I did a good job. And so then uh, I was at my accounting firm one day and, and she said, well, I've got somebody locally that would like to buy a manufacturing business. And she told me who it was and I didn't think that that was ever gonna happen. I went home and told my wife who it was and she laughed. She said, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> Three months later, we closed. It was uh, it happened. and And the young, the man that was the manager he was a one third partner, it was two other guys and him and they they bought it, lock, stock and barrel. Real estate, blue sky, inventory, hmm. done. Walked out the door Damn. at 62. Yeah. Just, and of course they always said, uh, well, just I hope you're around. We want you on as a consultant. Yeah, give me a call. Being a consultant <laughs> right. is, is a polite way of saying you're unemployed. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, they never called.
1: Not once, huh? No, no, not even like, "Where's the key to this?" Or how do you open this door? (laughs) No, they
2: really didn't, and uh, I'm fine with that. They, the business, of course. Then I closed in October twenty, no, August twenty fourth of two thousand seven. What happened? What happened in (laughs) January of two thousand eight? Good timing, right there. Down everything went, and it was they went through some struggle, some years. They they did. The the sales went way up, but they were giving I I perceived they were giving a lot of work away. I don't I still think to this day that more of the profitable years were when I ran it because we were we I say we, but I, I owned it, but I had a great team of people. We take on everything and anything. The more difficult the job, the more we liked it. And that's there's more profit in, in that particular kind of business in difficult work. You know, that's, you- that's completely the opposite in this business, because we do the
1: same. We like to take on the more complicated, the more exciting, the more interesting it is. But oftentimes,
2: not only is it not profitable, well, you know, the so business you, I was in, it goes the right other way. Yeah, yeah, the business I was in, 80% of it was bid. You bid work to the contractors, you bid work. Uh, the only way you can make money on bid work is to... Cut corners, bid it. No, you don't necessarily cut corners. <laughs> yeah. There you go, You, you find efficiencies. That, that is a life lesson it's, from Josh, right it, there. <laughs> you don't cut corners. It's what you're yeah. doing with chassis It's finding efficiencies. It's repetition. It's it's getting the people trained to do. You know, you try to divide it up into segments, and and that's really that's how you make money in bid work. On the other hand, uh, I encourage a lot of my customers to do stuff time and material, and. That way I never lost and they never lost. There are times that there are jobs where you don't come out that well. But anyway, so.
0: That's why, I mean, time and material generally on anything is a better way of doing it. Because like I said, I mean, I was joking on the the cutting corners thing, but after a while, if people are continuing to get burned on bid work and stuff like that, that's the only way at the end of the day to make any money is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. It was just a really, I've had a good life.
0: I've had a. Well, that no. explains a lot as far as, like you said, the quality and knowing what you were seeing. Because you you built your entire business career and everything um, on, like you said, building the best, doing the best, and taking on that challenge and overcoming obstacles. So I think that kind of brings us back into uh, seeing Phil's, you know, a tremendous, amazing website and being like this. These guys <laughs> obviously know. And then seeing the show, know a thing or two. Right. Um, so Is there you a way
3: to go back and find that on the internet now. I don't know. Is it still out there, Phil? I. Right. Probably not. It's the the door, door the doors opening. I, I think I got on a CD somewhere. Floppy <laughs> disk. If I oh, got a lot of pictures of my fire first fire that, cars on
1: floppy disk. If discs. that involves <laughs> digging up any old serious history, let's just not touch it. Let's <laughs> let that go. It's just so your memory.
0: You're, you see the shop. You know, you're seeing the ma- you're seeing the craftsmanship, and you've you've got something. There's a sparkle in 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 their eye. There's something that you you see the quality, and you're like, I. I'm willing, or I'm willing to take a chance on these guys, or I think they've got it, or I've got, I've got something, a project I want to do,
1: or and I just think they're young, dumb, and I could get this done cheap, and they do pretty good
2: work. There's well, different ways of looking at that, you know. You could, I, I didn't go there. Well, but you I, know, yes. that's, <laughs> like <laughs> I said, I was really impressed with the quality of work. It was a little scary. I mean, Jerry, Jerry was barely out of puberty yeah i think i was just starting to get a little hair on my chin phil, phil may have had a little bit of beard i don't know yeah, i think i was born with a beard yeah.
1: um, i mean i'd have been
2: 22 you years you were old, 22 okay. or 23 yeah. when i met you yeah i'm, I'm joking about the puberty yeah thing, but. no you're not far off there. that was a late late blossom so i'm i'm sitting there looking at what they're doing talking to phil mostly about pricing i think and and neil Bless his heart, he was just a wonderful man. I can't say enough nice things about him. He's there with his two sons, and he looks me square in the face. and He says, I said, I'm a little nervous about trusting these two young men <laughs> to build me a hundred and some thousand dollar car. He says, don't worry about it, Barry. We'll, if it's not right, we'll make it right. You have my word. And really, we didn't have many problems with that car at all, none. I mean, it was... It was a neat car. It was a cool car. It was a cool car. Uh, drove beautifully. There's days I wish I'd, I'd... My dad always had a saying, never fall in love with anything that can't love you back. Another one of my wonderful yeah. sayings, And I kind of feel that way. As you know, I get these cars done, and then I get an itch someplace that says, maybe it's time to move on. And so uh, I had that car and the pickup truck and then C one the RS came along, so at one point I had three of these things at one time. And uh, by the time I got done with C one RS, I was broke, so I had to t- had to take a little bit of a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the stock market wasn't doing real well at that time. I think
3: probably investments weren't doing that great. But, uh, so yeah, that was uh, two thousand nine. Yeah, right? two thousand nine. Yeah, probably not know. the best time. Well, no, the yeah, 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 yeah. the C one RS was
2: two thousand nine Street Machine of the Year. Yeah. The other cars, uh, they actually the pickup was done the year after that was truck of the year for those guys in ten. Yeah, the uh, the little roadster that got a few pros picks. That was back when Boyd Coddington was still alive. Nothing great shakes there, but that was a really great driving car. It just uh, you know it was back when you were using height suspensions, but it was independent front, independent rear, ZZ four crate engine, five speed transmission. I don't build anything with automatic transmissions as you know i just i'm Which allergic cool. to them um, how but, did
0: how did c i'm going to ask you a question first i'm going to give my answer so c1 rs right i'd be interested to hear how that can kind of came about i'm going to tell you first i've been i've been on this same exact side yeah. of things before when you new customer new shop you know, they trust you to build some build yeah. You build the first car, and that's kind of the first big customer that trusts you to do something. You build something great. Then they they want to follow it up. They do a next car, right? You do that. You make them happy. And then somewhere along the way, it's either traveling back from a show or it's at a show. You've done two cars, the shop and the customer. You're sitting there talking. Both people want to do that next great thing. You know what we ought to do? We ought to we ought to do this and this, this, and this. And then you start feeding off of each other. And then that's generally when something crazy comes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. How did C1RS come about? Well,
2: kind of the same way. Uh, I think Neil, <laughs> stage, Neil had but... bought
0: that 62 Corvette.
2: Yeah,
1: where did we find that? I know. He found where it and that? brought
2: it. It was in your shop. It's weird. Yeah, we, we had it had on the do... chassis table to design yeah, it. Yeah, we got it to do yeah. chassis. I don't know what you were going to do with it. But somehow, I got sucked into that. <laughs> it, it And happens. I always, you know, it started out with a vision Josh, the vision was to build. I mean, I've always loved Corvettes. I've had a lot of them through the years. To just build an early Corvette that was really nice and drivable, just a fun car, car to have. And uh, yeah, you can show some pictures of it there. Uh, and somehow that, as, as beautiful as the car was, and I th- put it on the screen. I I think it first. I think it put the Roadster shop on the map. I think that, that was, was the first I think significant. That was the one. I remember when, who was the writer for Good Guys? uh, Drummond? No. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, yeah. He wrote an article in in their magazine, and it said, this car represents a sea change in the custom car building business. That word sea change is pretty, that's big and encompassing. And it did. I mean, I remember being in Columbus, that car showing up, and everybody went nuts over it. It just did and it goes on to win Street Machine of the Year. That car was in at least a dozen magazines or more, even French magazines and, yeah. and uh, Ukrainian magazines and any Australian magazines, <laughs> it was everywhere. And yeah, if, that one will
0: go down in history for it, sure.
2: It will, I mean, the reality of it is probably not my favorite car personally. Yeah. It's not drivable. It was that a was little definitely drivable. I, it, it was a sh- filter. Phil, drove out Phil the hell Phil out of it. For those of you who don't know it, when I went to sell that car, the first thing I had to do is buy a set of tires. And I had to put new front brake rotors on They were burnt so bad. You couldn't try to sell it looking like that. That's That's a, a cheap same. price for a Street a, Machine of the Year trophy. You can't right. just go out and buy those. That's a third set of tires.
3: They don't just give just, those away. Right? the hell out There he is.
2: Yeah, I mean. There's yeah. one picture someplace in there of I, me in driving. In my it.
3: defense, I was on the starting line for the uh, Street Machine of the Year autocross, and you came over and said, you better win this fucking thing. <laughs> did
2: so I say yeah. it like that? Maybe. F-bomb you gotta, may or may not have you got to choose your words yeah. carefully because... <laughs> no, I've heard the F-bomb more than <laughs> you guys ever. I grew up in a car lot. Remember that? So, yeah. Uh, I
3: went out there and I made it
2: happen. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it, the car it, Not only did it win, it the fastest great. time... Yep. So it it made a real mark for the Roadster yeah. Shop, especially and uh, and me too. I mean, it was not a money maker. None of this is money making stuff. It's it's all. But it had to be hell of a ride. I mean, was. as many cars it, as you would have been, had built yeah.
0: and been a part of and stuff like that, that would had, had oh, to yeah. be the first I mean, time that you yeah. were. Yeah, yeah it, you were doing stuff with that car that you had never done what? with the no, with cars the before. The Roadster Shop was doing things, but <laughs> and I think that, I remember right. I wanted a nice drivable sixty.
2: So. The car that followed it up was the 64 corvette yeah Well, there's a lot of things we learned on that car which was changed to drive change and pace very tame yeah. and and so that's kind of how that car ended you up you can really. send
0: the trophies back if you don't no, them. No, no no they're i sure like, like them all <laughs> i
2: i've got a lot, a lot of awards through this group of people snap on toolbox worth some money yes i know i got it. i got i got one when they were eight foot long not five foot long at <laughs> the triple bank yeah and of course was, they didn't well, get that, one for street machine of the year then There was no stool box with that one i went back to good guys and asked them if i could get one or even buy one and they wouldn't get it for me (sighs)
1: interestingly enough that when we were discussing what to do with that car we were sitting right here before we yeah. cut this all up and made it, this oh, podcast really? was a podcast yeah.
2: studio, pool table here. No, pool the table. pool
1: table's there. We had a you know table. that little round yeah. conference table, and I was sitting over there, and you were sitting over here, uh, and yeah. we were going through. A no, bunch you, of we pictures, were discussing. And, you were telling me what you yeah. were going to do. <laughs> that was at the time when I just had like all those discussions. Yeah, <laughs> I had like stacks of supercar magazines and stuff,
2: and all this inspiration for crazy ideas. And well, I heard you talking on a podcast today on the way down here about diamond stitching. Yeah,
1: let's <laughs> so not. That's just. I we don't need to do that, that anymore. anymore yes. you know? I really don't. Yeah, we don't need to do that It was I good there.
2: Hey, dude. That was before they did it on <laughs> every single 14, vehicle. Yes, yeah.
0: fourteen years ago. though. Yeah, fourteen yeah. years yeah. ago yeah. was a long time. A long time, yeah. time What's ago.
2: Jonathan Ward? He doesn't use diamond stitching at all. Well, I don't think he does. That's, that's what he used. said. That was. Oh a yeah. Well, he's got pretty. He's
1: got pretty good style. Yeah. But there was a time it was pretty. Oh, at that time it wasn't in any like production vehicles. And it wasn't in anything like, in our right world. now. I think if there's, let's say, there's 2,000 uh, center console manufacturers, boat manufacturers, uh, 1,900 of them have diamond stitch. Yeah. Yeah. In them. and then most of the you know, OEM cars as yeah. well.
2: Of course, the so thing I remember mostly about, and I won't mention any names, was the interior in that car. You can mention names. We no, know. I'm this not is a safe that. place. <laughs> this is
1: a very, this is a safe place. I remember, I've and, never nobody, seen, like I've never says, and nobody, like seen your
2: father, so mad. Ever. Nobody listens and, to this. In, in my life, he was, I think if he could have got a hold of that guy, he would have killed him. Yeah, <laughs> I, probably. I, I remember the first time I got in the car in Columbus, it was a hot, sweaty day. And I sat down in it, and when I got to get out, you know how your legs, I'm wearing shorts. The seat came with the you? The shorts, seat came with me because of the stickiness of the perspiration yeah. from my legs. Yeah, the seat just fell out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that was first round. It's kind of like what happened to his business. It just yeah. is, that fell what, out. is that really what happened? Is it still? Mm. He's still around. I'm hey, not mentioning you know. names.
2: All Can't. I got to say is, avant-garde is the best. Oh, <laughs> yeah. absolutely the best. Yeah, we love I Jeremy. Mean, I mean, I'm, I'll throw in a little little you got, thing a, you got another interior coming
0: up, don't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't. No, we're going pretty cheap on yeah. this next car. But he's to no, but
2: that when that Pontiac goes places. I always tell people, I said, you know, you're missing the best part of this car. Look inside. Yeah. And every, it's we're kind of getting off on right. the tra- a different track here. But it, people do tend to just ignore interiors, and th- that is so well done. Just- well, we can't
1: say, we won't say the name of the upholstery shop. We'll just refer to it as Jeremy Carlson until we get some sort of a sponsorship oh, from the yeah. name of the shop. <laughs> oh, the one that is- screwed up the <laughs> vet. No, oh, the, the, So Jeremy, saying, Carlson Jeremy, Jeremy Carlson did a phenomenal job. Jeremy Carlson his horn. Right. Right. But I that no, sure. I mean that car truly is. He car wouldn't be what it is without that interior. Well, it well it really I remember does. you
2: telling me when we were building it. I said, "Who's going to do the interior? I won't let you take it to any place but off on Guard, Jer- Jer- Jeremy Far- Far- Carlson. Sorry, <laughs> and right. company, and company, <laughs> and company. Emporium. <laughs> I, Jeremy Boutique. Carlson's the only guy that can do that. Sundries. And what's really amazing is. He never publicized that car at all. It's not on his website. I've never seen it. Yeah, he's when, too, when you he's interviewed him, he talked about his Miranda built car was his favorite. So it's not his favorite. Well, so I mean, <laughs>
1: for him, he's very techie. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't I know that. Yeah. that he sees that
2: vintage well, style. We didn't do any. Uh, you know, we didn't do any three uh, D printing on it and right. things like that. He's a very design techie oriented guy. I, I would agree with you and. But it is just beautiful. It's just elegant. It is. Yeah, it, it did is. A, did a hell of the whole job. car is elegant. It's, But the car kind of misses. Well, we're getting on a different path. Right. No, we'll get to that car later. because well, yeah, yeah, we got a few in between
1: because we followed up. C1 RS was, like you said, that was probably what put us on the map. Yeah, And then it was also kind of, a, I guess, a, a learning curve, a lesson in what and how to build the
2: next one? Yeah, right. make it make it very drivable, well, kind of quick. I learned we, that I have to I have to somehow put the clamps on on Jeremy and say, "This is what we're doing." <laughs> yeah, I can't let him. How's that work yeah. out? Run free.
3: I, I feel like you're not the best at that either. No, <laughs> I've been <laughs> on the receiving end of several of those. And yeah. We should just we should just
0: <laughs> and then they just kind of get yeah, licks.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It,
0: you said you're a builder <laughs> creator. That's just it's just part mm. of it. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: the, the the process of this is what I really enjoy. I, I can honestly say that. I don't particularly get a big kick out of. Going to car shows and, it's nice to get an award and I really like, I like the award. When it gives you guys acknowledgement, the people out in the shop, yep. there are some very talented people out there. I mean, some of the best. The Pontiac John York did most of that himself and God, I mean it's and body work and it's just it's a combination of a lot of people joe that does all the exhaust systems i, I don't know all the people personally but they're just really good quality talented people yeah, and that's got to be the biggest struggle is trying to find and keep people like that uh, so, well, but anyway uh, yeah so we got done with c1rs and won a lot of awards and then i just did, you know did we slide the pickup truck in no the pickup truck us? was being was it- done before the Corvette, they were all, they were kind of done at the same time. The pickup truck's kind of a cool story because
1: that was, it started with a, just a Roadster shop chassis, and yeah, you, you I, did I, the majority of the work on it, which yeah. to, a feather in your cap is that still to this day, we just recently did an F100, and I had to steal a few of your ideas on how to make the hood work properly. Well, so was, I, took, I took a little bit of your it was hood kind of a crude way. And, and um, then
2: made it, Yeah, we tweaked it a bit, but. Yeah, it goes way back to the very beginning. Yeah. I don't know if the website goes it, back that, that far. We have, it does. I, it's on there, uh, but you got to go to fifteen or sixteen, I think.
0: I was checking earlier to try to get it queued up, and I seem though we have a problem with the. Uh, yeah, right the, there. There it is. Oh, it doesn't load. Yeah, we've got a we got uh, an issue here with the website. But pictures did load. While they were,
2: we had finished the thirty-two Ford, and you were working on. Or I started. I bought a pickup truck. Was there? There's always an inspiration for all of these cars somewhere hidden in there. The 32 is just a car I always wanted. Uh, The 56 pickup. I have very fun one of the few one of the last cars or vehicles my father when he could drive before he went blind he had a blue dark blue white top. We're talking about white tops all the time and had good taste Ford custom cab 56 Ford pickup. It was just a cool truck at the time. And uh, yeah, that's a lousy picture because it's not the stance is not right there. But there, that's more like... Um, anyway, uh, so I thought, eh, I always wanted one of these. So I bought a pickup truck from a guy online. That was websites, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was advertised online. Um, in Washington, I thought, well, Washington's got to be a good good vehicle. And it actually was pretty solid, other than the roof was rusted out. <laughs>
1: Strange <laughs> like, thing to yeah, rust out. Yeah, it, well, they have foam The headliner.
2: But... <laughs> So I thought I had a nice little shop out at our farm and I started working on this. So I bought a chassis and I tore the thing all apart and stripped it to nothing and redid the fenders and moved the wheelbase ahead and pancaked the hood. I did, I did all the body work. It might not have been perfect. You made it perfect by the time you got through with it. It was pretty it. nice. It was, well, let's say it was 80%. Yeah. It wasn't 100%. But I brought it to you in primer but had all of those moldings machined and fabricated a lot of things out of aluminum. The box was completely fabricated out of aluminum and bonded together and, had, and it was had some trick things it, in it. it One of the first cool. floors that tipped up and yep. it had air ride, which I would never do again on any vehicle, story yeah. air ride people, but all of it was underneath the back end of the, of the, the bed. And it was so, that, it was a neat truck. And it goes on after you guys paint it, tore it apart, blocked it painted it put it reassembled it. we take it to good guys and it wins truck of the, the year. year and uh, so in the meantime you're working on c1rs and my bank account is de- yeah. De- yeah. <laughs> depleting <Yeah. laughs> can that's the sleepless <laughs> nights time i think troy Ladd had a great
3: quote he said when he has customers out to the shop he said you're here to have fun we're not going to talk about money we're not going to talk about timelines. <laughs> We're just going to enjoy the car. Yeah, okay. We won't talk. Let <laughs> me not
2: talk about money. No, no, no we could. Okay. Yeah, it's part of the uh, part I'll, of the process. That's what makes this uh, all happen. What whatever is whatever I've spent here, I'll have to honestly say I got good value for services received, and that's I appreciate that. Well, I, I ran a business. I know what it. I know what overhead's all about. I know what benefits are for employees is all about. I mean. This isn't that far from what I did. It's just a different process. And, you know, and you're know, you not here to make friends. You're here to make a profit at the end of the day to support you and your family and
0: your kids and all the other stuff, and that's, that's what you're here for. But isn't I mean, it nice when you can make friends?
2: <laughs> it is. I mean, this relationship, and I'm not bullshitting at all when I say this, has been one of the highlights of my life for the last 15 years. It really has, and I, I mean that very sincerely it's 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 for some reason and i don't know if it was my wife always says divine guidance i don't know where she gets that but she says that all the time and i i think there was some divine guidance for me to hook my wagon onto you guys i mean keep in mind i had you build a car when the roadster shop was this little dot on this table yeah now it represents the whole building you know it said it's I mean, I used to tell people the roadster, who are they? Who are they? <laughs> now you say, You have a roadster shop built car? Holy shit. You know? It's it's gone from the very little beginning, small no, it was humble beginnings. Humble beginnings sure. to being I, I never say that you're the top builder in the country, but I when people ask me about it, never heard about you, I say they have to be in the top ten builders of cars in the country. And I said they're probably number one in the chassis business. So I said I mean, I point things out. You know, go to the Bear Jackson Cup this year. There's five cars up there, or there's six because there was a, uh, a people's, people's choice, and which didn't count. I mean, it was a nice car, but it wasn't counted in competition. Four out of the other five cars that were competing, all four out of the five had Roadster Drop chassis under. Them. That's really saying something. I mean, yeah. So, I mean.
1: Yeah, it's definitely come a long way. It's, f- yeah, it's it really flattering adds, and, and humbling sometimes yeah. to well, see it's, that. Well, it's, it's... the
2: ingenuity of you guys, how you've put this together is, is just amazing to me. I mean, uh, there again, I started small and worked up and people could probably say the same thing. But it, the use of technology and how you've integrated that all into, I mean, the, I tell people the Pontiac, the, I said the first thing we did was scan the car. And we designed the frame, or they designed the frame, off of the scans. I said, there's yeah. no tape measure out there where you're on and out measuring and writing
0: down on little pencils and pieces of paper what dimensions are that's yeah. all done digitally. Yeah, but we didn't cut it in half and ship it halfway across the country either, though. No, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, no. But, well, it's
2: it's just, but The yeah, technology we have nowadays, we, though, we can do that. We could. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh,
1: so so. I've got, we've got a lot of There's so many different people that listen to this and you've got some established shops, you've got some up and comers, and you probably have some guys who are just building cars in their garage and trying to make a career. And for us, I mean, you are certainly a big part of our success that it's very important to a shop to have the right customer because that can make or break a shop that's getting started. If you, if you hook up with the wrong guy or getting hooked up with the right guy can really help, you help launch your career and what would you say to some of these young guys that are trying to get started how do they how do they find that right customer how do they attract a guy or earn your attention your respect to get that customer
2: in the door that's a pretty hard question to answer i I guess maybe i have a unique ability to judge character fairly well i mean i i think when i met you guys and your parents that I, I, it was a kind of a comfort level. It just, uh, I kind of looked at it around and I said, yeah, they, they don't have the best shop in the world, but they're genuine, they're honest. You have somebody's word that they're going to stand behind it. Uh, you're looking at really some pretty good quality work, uh, and uh, maybe it was more a stroke of luck that I just started with you. But you have to understand Ring Brothers, who I admired immensely. They've who no- who are they? I'm <laughs> sorry, I didn't that's mean to sh- bring up, sh- <laughs> but they're only two hours from me. You're four and yeah. a half hours from me. But somehow, I mean, I didn't know they existed when I started here and they were in their infancy right. also. Yeah, we kind of came up it about kind of came same up time. together and, yeah. you know, if the world was a little different, timing was a little different, maybe I would end up in spring green. I don't know, but I'm glad where I ended up. It's uh, like I said, it's been fun expensive hobby you better not get into this unless you're prepared to spend prepared a few to hours. spend dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and I am fortunate enough that I I guess I can do that but uh, it's all good value for what you get. but
0: we'll go through you know go through a couple after you know the, the C1 RS I know the Impala was kind of the first one of like what are you guys doing with the Survivor Series thing? Yeah, like, yeah. What well, are the air quotes. Yeah. Like? Yeah. The
1: Corvette, I think, led into that a little bit, though. The, you know, when we did the mid year, yeah. because that was you pulled pulled the reins back and wanted something that was a little more resto mod. Yeah, right. Original, yeah, yeah. yeah. There,
2: there was a real attempt with the '64 Corvette to keep it as original right. as possible. I mean, I, people look at that car, and for those that don't know it, I, We built the car in 2014. I bought it. I bought it in. Uh, 2014 at a, a car show at a little dealership down the street from me, no idea what I was going to do with it. No, yeah, it's a nice car. No vision of, you know, God, I want to build another Corvette, I got to find one it just, I'm walking up and down looking at 30, 40 cars at this car show. And there's a blue Corvette sitting there with a cardboard sign on the on the windshield in magic marker for sale. And I went back and talked to the man that owned it and I gave him an offer and he said, well, I've been offered that already. And so there's probably yeah, pictures. that was a great, it. that was a great, car. And, and the, what a great that, that was when I bought it right yeah. there, that picture, yeah. that's when I brought it here. And, uh, so he said, well, I've been offered that for it already. So I said, well, let me think about it. I came back a little while later and I said, well, I'm going to make you one last offer and, uh, cause I'm going to go home now. And I gave him an offer and. He said, let me think about it. And his wife was standing right behind him, looked over his shoulder, she said, we won't think long. We're not thinking long. <laughs> it's the right time to make so, that offer. So 10 minutes later, he comes tapping me on the shoulder. I guess I'll take your offer. So he delivered the car, and as it turned out, um, he had bought the car That's new. I it's didn't cold even cold. know that when I bought it. He, he handed me the keys the day I paid for it, and he said, I've owned this car for 50 years in a month. Wow. So one owner car, he had said it never been wrecked, and it had did have minimal damage in the back corner. He was pulling a boat trailer with it one time, and he jackknifed it and put some... Where little, does the hitch but, go on it? He had a hitch on it when I bought Corvette. it. Okay? Imagine seeing that going yeah, on. Yeah, right. so, <laughs> so anyhow, uh, he's still alive. He's 80-some years old. He was a, a professor at the university in lacrosse. and anyhow, I mean, most of that car had all the original body. You'd have, yeah. Jeremy, you probably have to admit that was probably one of the best bodied Corvettes that you've built. Now you've built a hundred percent a dozen since then. Hundred percent, it was, but it, but it was, and that's that's key to building a a it's, really nice car. Is finding the car the right car to start and with,
1: and the only way to build a Corvette is yeah. starting with yeah.
2: yeah. So I mean, there's pictures in there of the bonding seams all intact. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really amazing. Uh, that's probably before, the, after they stripped it though. But anyway, so we brought that down here. That's all original bond, bonding seams there and on the front fenders. Um, so that car evolved and I don't know, that was, you were just redesigning the chassis, the newer the Corvette chassis. <laughs> yep. There, that's the damage that was right. from the, that's the corner that got hit. So, but that's the only damage that was on it. So, uh, I mean, all these, you know, if you think about it,
1: just about every car we've built for you, you've been right, like, kind of leading the charge of what that trend was. And we did the Dearborn Deuce, that was right at the beginning. We had built one before it, and then we'd built yours. When we did the C1RS, that kind of was started
3: the Pro Touring. Yeah, right at the beginning of the really high end Pro
1: Touring stuff. And then we moved into this. And this kind of led the way for like we did it. We had done one just before this, a 67 with a wide track front end. Yeah. And this kind of changed the stance, the look, and I guess kind of developed the narrow track front well, C2 I, Corvette yeah, chassis. Which, I, I which I really insisted that that really, car had really more made, offset in the front wheels. It yeah, really made that car. And,
2: and I said, how are we going to achieve that? Because that's one thing that bothers me about every car. You don't take that into consideration. Yep. I have people look at that Corvette to this day, and they they look at it and they say, God, just the wheel-tire stance combination is just perfect. And I say, do you realize we sucked in the frame rails an inch and a half or two inches on each side? Yeah, two inches per side. So you it's had better. to custom-made headers because no purchase headers would fit in it anymore? That's all to get that offset in the front wheels to make that car look like that. Yeah, you know, off, Offset is...
1: It it it's really true. is everything. Sometimes yeah. you're just you know it's an impossible hurdle to overcome. But for this platform, that car, I mean that
2: it's really a simple recipe. I mean it's very much a stock. Oh, and it's Corvette, made to look stock. The interior is, is all stitch exactly original. It looks original, but it's all leather. Even the sun visor leather. Even the yeah. headlining is leather. You so it's sun just visors? A, what? Yeah, Carlson didn't
1: do the interior in it. So no, actually, got, I purchased yeah. most of that. <laughs> yeah, you get sun visors when you. Either do it yourself or take it somewhere else. Not, they didn't. Do, they, do the, the Catal- Catalina have sun visors? Yes, it does. They're
2: Alcantara. Ooh, huh. Got lucky. Yeah, why right. don't you plus plus get some been sun visors Aftermarket no, no. something, but you Charles get a trunk. Didn't have. You get a oh, you get, a trunk. you get a Very <laughs> expensive trunk.
1: <laughs> the nice. Does, he he's got to be an ass guy. <laughs> does,
2: does he have trunk? Said. Does he have a trunk fetish? Oh, he
1: does. Yeah, <laughs> I think he has like a weird like lays in him naked and like rolls around and he's got a weird. I can't trunk imagine thing. what
2: that trunk cost in that. Keep body. going. <laughs> I'll
1: just
3: leave it there. That's far enough. Let your imagination take it the rest of the Yeah, yeah. He
2: every car we do, he
0: starts in the trunk. Yeah. Well, back he started the, the trunk, he did the
3: trunk first. Yeah. And, uh,
1: and back to the Corvette, which is a cool car yeah. also. <laughs> it,
0: I mean, you said it's a simple recipe, but right. at the same time it's the car's iconic. And how many times has that been replicated? That yeah. same exact, <clears throat> you yeah. Know, there's
3: been like 10 Corvettes that I could think of with just those wheels
2: on it. Yeah. yeah, that's United right. Stands. For those that don't know what the wheels were designed. That was a collaboration of, I think you finding, somebody found pictures of, of serve one. Yeah, uh, come. I mean,
1: it's a. It was kind of based off a of, you know, popular '60s knockoff. I mean, you saw some inspiration from everything. I mean, but the wheel
2: is really off of C R E V one, serve one. Are you, are you familiar with that? No, that come I don't on. know. Yeah, that's where we got the idea. I just Google uh, a bunch. Yeah, of I don't stuff, have like old race car. It was an indie car yeah. that sold for two million dollars okay. at Barrett Jackson. It was driven by by uh, Arkas when it was built it had halibrand style bias plier tires on it and then the early 60s when this car was built there it is right there if you get a close-up oh of the no yeah it, it's they're identical i didn't know the name of it but i knew Serve it was, was indy car corvette <laughs> experimental race vehicle that was driven at pike's peak raced by arkus duntoff he read it was built in the late 60s 68 69 or not, not 60, 58, 59, 60. And then in 61 or two, it was taken back to their studio and they made it into a show car and they took it to all the new car shows. But in that time frame, Indy had gone from bias bias tires and Hallibrand style wheels to slicks. Yeah. So that's how that, but, and they developed those wheels and that, it's... And then Chris Gray redeveloped them. Yeah, yeah well, his, we just des- he designed them so that we could handy manufacture them. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's yes. it, uh, so and, that was the first car. And back- that car, you liked it so much that you bought it twice. <laughs> yeah, I, there again, I got, can't fall in love with yeah. things that can't love you back. I decided in 2017 to sell the car. So I sold it at Barrett Jackson and brought extremely good money. Uh, changed hands twice after that. And last year, a year or so ago, somebody said, I just saw your old Corvette on eBay. And by God, it was. I just couldn't believe it, why the person didn't take it back to auction, because I think they could have probably gotten more for it. Um, so I bought it back for something less than I sold it for, but I still paid dearly for it. But it's worth every penny of it. And it's it's kind of, every now and then you have something you probably shouldn't have sold. And that's one of them, <laughs> I guess the worst i can do is sell it again for a profit yeah i didn't I mean, make any money the first you're time that's back in on that one right <laughs> but no 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 but i'm trying to. that's least... kind of like
1: that lifelong warranty the <laughs> lifelong like profit that you could potentially make also that I goes both able, ways i may be able to make back what i lost
4: <laughs> i think, I think we're i'm pretty it. good on that one huh? we
1: always reference that one as like when we tell this story like when customers ask about building a car and you know, we pretty much level with them that this yeah. isn't. This is don't do this as an investment.
0: No, you don't by yes. any means. No. Do all your investments and then spend elsewhere. The winnings here. Well, but yeah.
1: we always use the example as like if there was one car, that's the car that like because I know what we charged for it. Take the car out of yeah. it. You had to. Have, Either broken even or made no, a few dollars. No, I didn't right? make
2: any money, but I probably got within. If, after I paid the commission, I probably got within 10% of what I spent. That's a building. win. So you made. That's a, a win. <laughs> ex- an ex- I mean, did amount you of money 10% of funds? Did you have 10% oh, of funds? Oh, God. I, I actually 20% look at this. Of fun. I look at this as okay. So let's say I build a car and hypothetical numbers. It costs $300,000. And I sell it five years later for $200,000. I've lost $100,000. I just amortize that over, it's 20000 a year. And I look and say, I can have $20,000 a year for the fun. And that's how you look at it. Yeah. I mean, I could go to Las Vegas and blow 20000 on a weekend if I wanted to. I not going to do that. You I'd couldn't have that much out. fun, though, in Las Vegas. No, I, I mean, it's or just... Or you
0: could catch something that $20,000 wouldn't take away, too. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how you spend <laughs> that money. <laughs> Leave it to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway now back to the corvette back to the corvette car, right? Get off that Miab, <laughs> yeah. yeah the corvette
1: was a cool that was a very cool <clears throat> car and also like i think that that helped us realize a lot of like building cars to, to drive and enjoy more yeah. because the interior was something you really pushed yeah. on us that it was it, it was relatively inexpensive and it it was when the car Agreed. was all said and done it looked beautiful it didn't take anything away
2: from the car it still won a gm design yeah. award so, so even was, with the production al knock oh that's the name that's yeah. who did it, the interior i sent the seats to them i sent the dash to them they covered it in leather they did a beautiful job uh, but it's uh, more of a production place and it it just works right. it, it works good the car goes on to win a gm design award at sema so yeah. so so did uh, c1rs i got a couple of those but but it, it was just a neat car it just it other than the transmission now that you tell me is the worst in the world <laughs> well surprise it, surprisingly it's still working pretty yeah, it decent works pretty well car. i mean i've driven it to car okay. shows i bought it back it's down in arizona i'm having a good time with it i it's just a car that i don't think i'll ever lose a dime on it it's just no i mean that car, it's got as much appeal today as it did in 2014 when it was built that one's pretty pretty yeah. timeless yeah and it, it's so flawless in the fit and the finish and the bumpers the way they're tucked and the doors and everything about it. It's it's just a neat car. It's just it's kind of the right color with the right wheels. It just works. It, it just works well. It really does.
1: Yeah, that was one of those cars that I I thoroughly enjoyed putting test miles on. Yeah. It was really it's really an enjoyable car yeah. to drive, even with the transmission. <laughs> <laughs> even with the transmission That's in it. That's an inside but,
2: joke. Yeah, yeah. It's I, good. I have to I have to listen to podcasts to find out my car has the worst transmission well, ever made in so it. Well, you've driven it, you know. I, actually, <laughs> I, it works pretty well. It's so a, the, that was that right. was a good one. Yeah, that uh, was right in our
3: Corvette. We put or our
2: Camaro. Okay. Yeah, we
1: well, that's because you beat three in. You beat the yeah. shit
2: out of it so much. I
1: don't. It did not Even do it yeah, It was it. crap <laughs> the day it went in. It's, oh, okay, yeah. but that was right when that legend, which they're out of business now. Right They're, they're gone. Well, the reason wonder why. I don't know. Maybe because the transmission sucked and didn't work. <laughs> I actually want, the, and they sell yeah. transmissions, right? So <laughs>
2: I wanted can't the transmission. Really a, it's not I, a good I, business model. I talked Is you it? into that, Jeremy. Yeah, I, I, because <laughs> we didn't have to remodel yeah. the hump. It, it's right. more yeah, compact. It, would, it was right. a smaller five-speed transmission.
0: I think to make it smaller, though, they left all the good shit out. Maybe they did. <laughs> yeah. to make a shift. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, well, but fortunately, Tremec's got that. It's a TKX mm-hmm. that they finally. Mm-hmm. The, the five speeds always been plagued with mm just. A lot of bad shit yeah. you know that the first to second gear shift was always brutal they vibrate they yeah. make noise and two now, three under power was yeah. about it was you could not do it Functional, yeah. Right. Yeah. but now that that tkx is kind of the, they finally came out with the solution so and it fits its low profile yeah. fits yeah. under there it's-
2: yeah anyway that, that was that's a great car i'm glad to have it back uh it's a little noisy the side exhausts are a little noisy but it, you know it's running Yep. <laughs> but uh, for those that don't know, it's got an LT1 in it, which is the new direct board injection. And it runs beautifully. It uh, it really does, and that's
1: a that's a great power level for that car. Really, we do a lot of those C2 Corvettes with probably excessive power. You know, LT4s. We've got this car supercharged does not need LS3. any more power. It has it has a, a, that's a to weight ratio. Four
2: hundred and sixty horsepower yeah. in that car. It'll take the tires as big a tires as they are and It'll just the car goes side to side in the rear end when you get on it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know? it, it definitely it's that sweet spot where it's you can really stand on it and run through the yeah. gears and it yeah. yeah. gives you it's enough a, excitement where yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's a, not going to kill you. That's gonna hurt you. Uh, part of the reason <laughs> I wanted to buy it back because I always thought it was a kind of a fun car to drive, neat car to look at. It's just it's timeless. Just kind of the history. I'm actually I'm the second owner if I discount the two people that bought it in between. So. But it just sat in a car collection, didn't it? It was a museum in between? Yeah, the first guy that bought it was from Lakeland, Florida. He had it in a car collection for a year, two years, Then he took it to Barrett-Jackson Palm Beach. It was bought by a a friend of John Staluppi's, who buys a lot of cars at Barrett-Jackson. His friend's also a dealer. And they took it to Staluppi's museum, and it sat there for two years. When I sold the car, it had 500 miles on it. It's got 600 and some on it now. So when I bought it back, it had... 560 miles somebody had driven it a whole 60 miles in f- five years it's a shame it's i think it just turned over 600 miles so so that was kind of like in our
3: contract for the impala that we built next is yeah. that we were going to repo it if you didn't put over 500
2: miles on it well that, <laughs> yeah. the other car got thirteen thousand, i think miles before i sold it i drove yeah. it a lot yeah that was and that's fun. another car i probably shouldn't have sold i don't i don't know why i sell this stuff don't <laughs> It's car ADD. I don't want to say I don't, to say I don't mind. need to, but it just, you know. Uh, and Chris, guy Chris, Chris mcphee McPhee's bought it, it right, and yeah, he's got it. And I made him promise if he ever sold it that he would sell it back to me. Of course, I saw it on eBay about six or eight months ago. He was asking two hundred forty-nine thousand for it. That. He paid a lot less for than that, <laughs> And I so I called him up. I said, I thought you were going to call me when you wanted to sell it. He said, I don't think I'm really going to sell it. I'm just out there fishing. I'm a car dealer. I'm going to see if somebody's dumb enough to buy it for that. I'll probably take it. And I said, yeah, well, you probably should. But uh, but anyway. Just like
3: that, the car never sold. Then I told him <laughs> I bought
2: this car. He wanted to buy it. He said, if you ever sell that, call me. Yeah. The other person that said the same thing. And of course, there's all kinds of promises in the world. But the other one is. Matt. Oh Matt. Matt. yeah, yeah, man. And I fit just can't those, figure so the I part. Think. I can't figure it yeah. about it. All of this Matt's is too damn tight. I've, I've, you're on number car. seven car. This guy builds one or two. He gets his car in the in the booth here in the yeah. in the studio. Yeah, where am I? You know it was. I'm on the I'm awesome on the dirty picture. floor mat when you walk in the front door. Yeah, <laughs> we st- we step on you every morning and, I and every gave you night. The rug, <laughs> you step on me all the yeah. time.
1: There's just something about that. I mean, it was a childhood dream. It was so iconic that car. It was it's black
2: and white. Oh too. yeah, it, it was, works.
1: <laughs> yeah, Wooderson's car from Dazed and Confused. So whose childhood dream? All of ours, I think. Well, because yeah, you're like a high school. Dream. You know, yeah. Well, and you know, I've never
2: owned a Chevelle. Really. Nope. You should have one. You should just experience it. No, it was. It's kind of in between. I'm. You, 6, like, a, you like a big car
0: or a small car? Well, you obviously, like the vets the obviously, I got the a Corvette boys. and I got a
2: '65 Pontiac. <laughs> that's a yeah. land yacht.
0: Right. Yeah. Like you said, it's in between. I think that yeah. it's the. It doesn't.
2: Well, I don't. It's just too many of them.
0: You can blame that yeah, one. I
3: was say say I love the that masses. Picture, so. Every car we've built has always been like a one-year only or. A specific model year or something that tied to yeah. you know a, a special time in your history yeah, right well, so it's always been you know the 32 ford one year yeah, only yeah. 56 f100 one yeah, year, year only yeah 62 corvette was a kind yeah. of a one year yeah. only but two year only for the body yeah. style yeah the 65 catalina was one year only with all that trim two. well no well, one six, year 66 six 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 got a little yeah, it changed yeah, quite a bit yeah The yeah, 63 right. impala was what your first car yeah yeah yeah
1: that's interesting i never really like realized that but you're right because no offense brad we're building a beautiful corvette for brad but it's got a 71 i just I, 70 was the year yeah 71's yeah. tough when you that, lose that other headlight yeah
2: the, uh, well actually real bumper bells that better. is my favorite yeah. year though that's it's a neat car it, it is cool
0: is
1: joe still using that you hear much about that is that car getting used rogan I, owns it now doesn't
0: yeah. he yeah yeah, yeah. Last I heard, yeah, he was putting some serious miles on it. But he's also been driving the shit out of that Camaro, so I don't know if the Chevelle's getting the same love.
2: Has he ever been here?
0: No. I don't, think, I don't no think, he's she, I don't think he's got a tremendous amount of free time.
2: Yeah, probably not.
3: <laughs> it just, he'd,
2: he'd be impressed.
3: My name's Andy Stumpf. I'm a former Navy SEAL and the host of Cleared Hot Podcast. On the new ironclad show, Change Agents, I talk to people risking it all to find solutions to seemingly unsolvable problems.
1: So there are hundreds of thousands of some of the poorest people in the world digging cobalt out of the ground
3: Taking out a
0: trafficker, force multiplying, because right then, you, you take down the network, another guy's gonna pop back up for sure. 771 million humans are drinking dirty water. 2,000 kids will die today. You know, we're not going fast enough to solve this problem.
3: Change Agents, an Ironclad original, coming soon to all major podcast platform and Ironclad's YouTube channel at This Is Ironclad.
0: so, what, so what's so what's next there. so you 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 did the you well, did the impala
2: yeah we did that car in the meantime uh i bought the model a that you guys built i bought one roadster shop car yeah uh that was a cute little car blown model cool. a roadster so i had that same time i had this and then i there again the not falling in love with anything you can't love you back i took those both of those cars to barrett-jackson and, both of them bought really good money. I mean, the Model A brought almost a hundred thousand dollars, and most of you know that Model A's just don't sell for a hundred thousand dollars, even if they're custom. I mean, well, when they get that H and H supercharged it, yeah, flathead, flathead. that was helps a, a little that bit. Was a neat <laughs> car. That's a
0: sixty thousand dollar motor. Yeah, that's
1: forty
3: at
4: least wasn't it? it yeah, something like, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. There's at least yeah. like. Well, I was putting I was yeah. putting twenty grand in oil. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. It was twenty grand for the roadster shop. Uh, so I sold
2: those, and and then. Uh, Somehow, the Pontiac came along. And yeah, I'm down in fault. Arizona. Yeah. Well, it's both of our fault because you found it. Well, yeah. But how that went about, <clears throat> came about, is that I'm down in Arizona. My wife and I had just decided to buy a home down there, and we've now spent six months there, a year. And I'm sitting there with nothing to do. I'd sold my cars at Barrett Jackson, and, and, uh, I thought to myself you know i i really i i bought a car just like that brand new one i was 19 years old a 65 dark blue two plus two uh in fact i i have pictures on my phone but so the i called
1: jeremy up and this is before this i i mean you said several times Every car has been your last car that you're. I know that you're not. Well, you're not going to build another one. This is the last well, no. one. In fact, uh, even this one. This was what, the last one. So yeah, um,
2: Wheel Hub did a great article. And by the way, Stephen Kim is just he's the best writer in the world as far as i'm concerned he's
3: he's evolved into the best writer in the
1: world yeah hasn't? he
2: did not very good when he was at
1: popular oh, hot rodding right the, two so the good best. now the two, phenomenal th- no. the two articles <laughs> he did
2: about me I, I couldn't ask for he first of all he was nice enough to let me read him before he published him but he wrote a wonderful article about the 64 corvette and it, the article was more about me my background and you know i remember him saying there's a Big difference: some rich dude that comes in with a check and has a car build versus a genuine car guy that just loves cars and has now has the resources to do it. it. Was it was a great quote? Yeah. Um, and uh, anyhow, he wrote an article about the Pontiac in wheel hub when it was first done, and uh, the name of the article is "The Last Hurrah" because I told him I said this is the last car I'm building, <laughs> so. Can anyway, they, can they redact that? Yeah. Do they have to publish like yeah. a, Well, uh, but I did we do the a, we do the Impala before the Pontiac? No, that was after. Was it really? Yeah. Or is it, I'm both owned the both at the same time. I don't yeah. know, like uh, at some place. So, anyway, I called Jeremy up and I said, "You know, I've been thinking about Bill and you've never done any big sled like no. this. This is a huge car." And uh It's just out of the box in fact i remember i've listened to too many of your podcasts i listened to bob johnson when you had him on and he went on and on about that car he said there's got to be he said that car i don't know what he said he checks all the boxes but it's really there's no place for it you know it's yeah it's it's not a hot rod it's not a street machine it's not anything it's just out there by itself and and it kind of is. Yep. Uh, you know, I've had it. I've showed it some. Not that you do this for shows, but they don't know where to put it. They really don't know where to put it. It's uh,
0: well, judging by that picture right there, i would tell you where I'd put it. Well, because at that <laughs> but, at that stage right there, before it was built, I'm gonna go ahead and tell well, you that.
2: But what you have to, uh, I mean, he Jeremy had no idea what a 65 Pontiac two plus two looked like. No, no it Not <laughs> even neither who, who should? So he, I'm in Arizona on the phone. He's up here and he's looking at his computer. He says, you know, that, that car's got some really good lines. And I said, while we're at it, and really my whole thought was this would be a great platform to put this monstrous Mercury racing motor in. That was the whole idea. Because the engine bay, you could, li- you could live in it if yeah. you wanted to. You could have you a put, small apartment in it. could put two in. LS motors side by side. You, yeah, it's that big. So I thought, boy, this is a great and a lot of power, big car. And I said, oh, by the way, let's let's design a set of eight lug wheels for it. And he says to me, if, correct me if I'm wrong, what are eight lug wheels? Yeah, there's,
1: it wasn't I'm, like a, there's there's a, a not a guy? thing.
2: Take them off the dually, maybe. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, eight, eight lug, lug wheels part. are <laughs> one ton Ford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so anyhow, that's that was the whole conversation, okay. and so th- we finally decided this is something we should talk about doing had to find a car. I'm all over the internet looking at auctions and somehow, Phil, I think you found this it was in Vegas, on Craigslist right? in Las Vegas, don't, on it Craigslist. It's one of those that look too good to be true. Yeah. Like it's fake yeah. kind of ad. And so, I'm only four hours from Las Vegas. I get in the car and drive up there. And a friend of mine's with me. We, we're walking around, it's in a carport. It's, that car is six feet, seven feet wide and the carport is eight feet, so you next to a mobile home can't really stand back and look at it or any. I finally opened the trunk and grabbed the original tire iron, lug nut wrench off, out of it, and I laid on the ground and scooted along, tapping the rocker panels, and I looked at my friend, Jim, who was my and I said, Jim, I think this car doesn't have hardly any rust on it. Which, that's, you, you that's
1: can, pretty standard procedure when you're looking at a car, any classic car, uh, grab that. Spare got, tire jack, okay. and just give it some time. Bang it
3: on it, tax, whether you're going to you buy know? it or not. Yeah.
2: So I I ended up buying off. that car and sending it back here, and you can, we have pictures of that car in <clears> bare metal, and it has the original yeah. floor, it has the original rocker panels. Um, I think we did only, a trunk floor was the trunk floor like was a little had pinhole patch or something because the weather strips always dried up in desert cars. And the trunks leaked. Yeah, and the only other rust was on the back quarters where water leaked inside of the trunk. It's I mean, unbelievably clean what, car. And what most people don't know is that car. There's a little tiny hole there, but you know, you know what they look. Like, most of them look like around the windshields and back glass. Yep, they're terrible. There, that's the extent of rust in the. I mean, that's after it was blasted. Yeah. Yeah, it was a so very clean car. Tur- turned out and to be car had never really been wrecked. What? They make zero replacement parts for that. So it's they a don't good make one any. They don't make. Car. I mean, if that was a GTO, you'd go buy a new quarter panel for it and put it on it for that bad one. This, you make it from scratch. So I've had the good luck. There's the worst rust right there.
1: This is uh, some of John York's finest work, too. Look yeah. I mean, Not only do you see John York with a full head of hair,
2: but you get to see his he shave skills. it now or do you lose it? Yeah, it's shaved now. We're both. Why does he shave it? He had had quite a bit of hair. Yeah, anyhow, he did an amazing job on that car. He's uh, a hell of a craftsman. Yeah, it really is, and it's quite a a work of art. Um, There again, ended up way more than I thought it would cost to build. But the end result is just phenomenal. I I mean, at least 50% of the bill had to be the interior. No, 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 that was cheap, that was cheap, (laughs) that was cheap compared, but when you look at the renderings that Chris did of it, it's almost identical, I mean, the engine looks exactly, and I heard this back, you know, Bobby Alloway was a judge on this car when it was down there and at Barrett-Jackson, and somebody said he just couldn't get over the color of the motor, that he just loved the car, thought the car was phenomenal, but why did you paint the motor that color? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a Pontiac color. You yeah. got it's bringing it all together again, you know. So, um, anyway,
3: I'm still it. blown away by the amount of people that see that and have a story about a about one Pontiac yeah. two plus two. Oh, I God. didn't even know the You're car right. existed, but uh, everybody's got a story that their
2: uncle, their
3: grandpa, their dad, oh yeah, their it's neighbor always, it's one always one
2: somebody one. my age or older. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I made, oh, I my, my like, aunt like, had one. Yeah, yeah. It's, I made it
3: like
1: 36 years without ever. Hearing the Catalina and two plus two, but
2: somehow now, yeah, everybody's like everybody said, had one. Oh man, well, it, was it was just a, like it was a neat car. It was a, I mean, I had a brand new one, and it was a high performance car. And nobody understands the significance of how this car came about or why they even built it. But for those out there that don't understand, the GTO came out in nineteen sixty four. That was before that. You only had the choice of a full size car. Your performance cars were Impalas pontiac catalina's you know ford full-size fords with 406 four speeds you had all of that stuff yep. and now all of a sudden the mid-sized cars come out and uh, i read someplace that pontiac estimated they'd sell 15 16 000 gtos the first year they sold sixty thousand, hmm. so four times what they thought they were going to sell well obviously if you're a marketing genius you're going to say well all of a sudden our big cars are now insignificant what are we how are we going to keep that relative to somebody's needs in the performance sure. end of cars so so they put a 420 the smallest horsepower you get in a two uh, in a two plus two was 337 338 338 horsepower it came with dual exhaust bigger tires heavy suspension bucket seats and so it was a, there is not catalina any place on that car everybody calls it a catalina a but two. it's it's really a two plus two it is a catalina body but anyway but uh
3: Love the silhouette on that thing, like the side profile and the lines. It's
2: it's it's just sexy when it's sitting yeah. down
3: that low with big wheels.
1: Yeah, I want to like take my wife out to a nice dinner in that car. <laughs> you know, it's just it's, it's
2: not not got the that easy, look. Not the it's easiest like nice car to drive. drive. I don't want to
1: parallel park it though against a curb with the
0: wheels <laughs> that
2: are on it. But yeah, it's got a lot of <laughs> horsepower.
0: <clears throat> a lot of horsepower. You just toss the valet at Lowry's no, yeah, you wouldn't mind her and say <laughs> keep it up, keep it up yeah. front. But I'll park it. Yeah, yeah. that's.
2: You know, probably the of all, I mean, I've got a couple street machines of the, a street machine of the year, truck of the year, a couple GM design awards with cars you guys built. This car, probably the award that I have that is probably in my mind the most significant and I don't deserve it. I have it. You and you, everybody here and John York deserve it. But when we took that to the Grand National Roadster Show a couple years ago, and it won what's called the Triple Gun of Excellence Award. And that's given to the car at the Grand National Roadster Show. Well, it's judged by uh, Charlie Hutton, uh, Daryl Hollenbeck, and uh, what's his name? Cotty Speed Shop. Zane Zane Zane. Cullen. Zane Zane Cullen. Those three guys, quite a few years, got together and said, all these plastic trophies that everybody gives out in different classes—we're going to give our award for what we think is the coolest car. And this car was not even on display; it was in your booth. And all of a sudden, I think uh, Phil Smunt came up to you said, "We just won the Triple Gun of Excellence award with this car." And he said, "What the heck is that?" Well, as it turns out, it's a handmade trophy that's about two feet long and a foot high, and all hand-formed out of aluminum. It's painted every year by each one of some one of those gentlemen, paint it and pinstripe it you would turn it upside down and it's flat black inside and it's autographed by all three of them and it's judged on overall build quality best body work and gapping and best paint hmm. and these are three people that, that i think are their pillars of the industry Absolutely. in that area and if they looked at that car and gave it that award that's pretty impressive to me it and is that's i awesome. i personally called two of them and emailed one of them to thank you thank them i don't most people don't even acknowledge them, but um, it that's a that's a real, I mean, it's got another, but it, it hasn't won the awards that some of the other cars have good, but as the other ones have yeah. won, but it's a better car than any of them. Absolutely. We,
3: we showed up to SEMA with a when they GM changed to the Chevy design award yeah. after they killed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Worst right, timing. Yeah, Timing was timing's bad. never really been and our the, thing. The car oh. went
2: through COVID. I mean, yep. it's, yeah. it's just the timing. And was, it lived. It survived. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's people, we had a mask on the front people, of it. though. People so. still love to see it. I take it. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to spend winters in Scottsdale. <clears throat> Scottsdale is, it's like a, unbelievable place compared to living here in the wintertime and and in fact I'm probably eventually going to keep whatever cars I have all of them down there because you can use them a lot there's a market if you want to sell them the weather's always good you know I just go on and on but I take it to cars and coffee and I've taken to some of these Ferrari events and Lamborghinis and nobody pays much attention until you start it up yeah. I mean, it, what in up. the hell is so in it, that? It no. sounds pissed <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> Not what you expect <laughs> yeah. from that car. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's quite a reaction from people, but uh it's got In fact, I don't know if you pay much attention when it, when it, when it's been on your website or uh, on on Facebook or Instagram. It has gotten I mean, there's always the goofy comments or like yeah. I wish it had a Pontiac motor in it. Stuff like that. But yep. it has gotten more favorable comments and some of the best comments i've ever had on cars and i actually when i find a good one i copy and paste i've got like five pages on a word document of all the things that have been said about that car and it's it's pretty amazing it really is yeah Um, people the people that get it get it they get it just cool they they get it it's it's just it's just well done i mean that's all there is to it
1: that that car if you remember correct was a tremendously difficult to get across the finish line you remember that that was at the time (laughs) when we were the cars going into final assembly and probably one of the first cars that we've ever done that has a tremendous amount of trim on it Mm -hmm. yeah custom bumpers that were modified everything that needed to be chrome plated was modified yeah and it happens to be at the chrome plating facility that also happens to burn to the ground,
2: yeah. we had to retrieve the bumpers out of.
1: Yeah, Mishler
0: <laughs> broke. The fence. He
1: basically put his life on the line. Yeah, Josh Mischler. He
0: went, went in, in a back door hit. when yeah. the firemen had shut the place down. Yeah. And said nobody no could entrance, get in, and yeah. snuck in and got those bumpers. Do you remember but-
1: the picture? The rear bumper was on a bench. Yeah, remember? Yeah, it was yeah. like sitting on a bench, yeah. just lightly charred. But I mean, literally, like the, the world—they were copper plated already. Yeah. Um, the world
0: was coming to an end around that car, and it was yeah. like it just—it
1: did not want to get finished. No, it yeah. was fighting that car fought, yeah. and <laughs> fought and <laughs> fought
0: and fought.
2: But we prevailed. Yeah, it's probably should yeah. have waited till COVID was <laughs> yeah. over and then bring it out now. But when oh. we did start a fad, um, I mean, there's two or three. Well, you just finished the survivor we car. Did.
1: It yeah definitely I think Which you you bothered
2: up. to put a fifteen minute video together about that car and you, I think he gave me all of about two minutes on mine so I feel cheated. <laughs> uh, you know, we're probably, we're probably one of the most our, yeah. beautiful cars well, you ever we're, built. We're improving and you, our social media. Video. <laughs>
1: and yeah, we should. We, we got to get it back out to do do some cool video
2: yeah. stuff with. It, um, uh, then uh, you me. did that one. Uh, uh, Gouldsby is doing one for Rick. Euland who was I talking about he's from California. Do you know that? And yeah, he's got a white one he's doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, that's the one we did. The, we you've know met, did you've met Rick. He's yeah.
2: he's he had a suburban on one of the he was on the the uh, yeah, tour that we went on. Tour. Yeah. Uh he's from California. Anyhow, he, he had a white car he bought that was looked pretty nice, was gonna do Survivor thing. They ended so up we, we, they ended up doing everything. Yeah. It's got a like it was that. stripped to nothing, rust repaired painted it's going to have the wheels on it and then Martin Brothers is finally doing Yeah. I had I when I first started this car I kept looking for more information on that cuz I'd see them driving that in some of their little TV shows. Sure. And I thought why where where is this car? Why don't they ever feature it? What's well, its daily driver?
1: Yeah, that that's Joe Martin's actual daily driving. Mean, he drives the hell out of that. Yeah. Thing, which that was that's a cool car. I mean that one when Chad was telling me that they're putting 22s on the back. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. What? Why? why no. I, yeah, absolutely not. They, they look really good. Really? They're yeah. A massive you, wheel opening. 20, yeah. And the car it, are not and big enough? The 22 on the back of that car actually looks What, what wheel sweet. are they using? I'm not sure what they are not exactly using the 8 tire style,
2: style wheel. No,
3: any. but the wheel looks good. We Does it? Probably get Jesse to do a 22. Have
2: you seen so. the car? <laughs> Have you seen it? I've never seen it in person. Yeah, yeah. Can Is there any pictures of that floating around? I'd love to see it. what it looks like, but... It's it's a good looking car yeah, but you know the the wheels make this car. I mean they just really do. I mean of course like you said the phone rang off the wall saying where can I buy a set of those? Yeah, this, yeah it's not time for everyone. Every Remort the go, go to your banker and get a second yeah. mortgage. It's a, it's a three stage
3: email to answer that. It, is it? We don't offer them they're extremely expensive they're very labor involved. Yeah. <laughs> and then they come back again and then come back again and then i give them the price and it's a jesus
2: that's more mm. than my house cost that's, yeah people get kind of pissed. that's the car that. before he started on it but uh now that is a catalina that is not a two plus two so yeah. where are we at josh well we've got well, what do we got going on
1: now there's we got, yeah one left. okay well you, we've you got the, the we've impala. got another one well yeah, yeah we touched on the, the impala yeah. is you've we Embrace the Survivor yeah, that kind was, of builds. And we finally was, got you. That to was the
2: first car I owned. I, piles found, that miles at, on I found that at the same car event that I bought the Corvette at. And there's a guy sitting there with this Impala. I bought a new Monaco Blue 63 Impala. And there's this car that's restored eight years prior by a fellow that I admire a lot, a local guy that did the paint job. It was a great car. It was a I saw pictures of it stripped. I knew it was a rust-free car. And anyhow, I bought it and painted the was top was white. I painted it, had it painted blue by the same guy. Brought it down here. And next thing you know, you guys pulled the in four hours. We pulled the chassis out from underneath it, and I took the chassis back with me. And uh, <laughs> the rest is history. But that was that was a fun car to own and drive, and uh, took it on a road tour. I'll never forget the road tour from Atlanta to Key West and. Trying to keep up with you guys is just unbelievable.
1: <laughs> it's a fast pace.
2: Holy <laughs> God. 50, 55 mile an hour speed limits on back roads during 90 miles an hour. Oh, come on. And, These are
1: high performance automobiles. You know, so, what's
2: you... really fun, fr- and never get a ticket. And I'll no, have to, that road tour. There. That road tour. Now, for those that don't know it, Roadster Shop had seven cars in there. Yeah. Seven cars. Some of them not that freshly, uh, what do you, what do you, not what that do you recent. What, I mean, you're yeah, about very you, fresh. when you, uh, when you take all the bugs out of it, when you're yeah, not shook like, down, yeah, it's shook crossing down. your fingers, Yeah, yeah you're crossing your it. fingers. <laughs> uh, so they, I decide to go down there and with this group and seven cars driving 60, 70, 80, 90 miles an hour all day long through, I don't know how many States, and I think the only thing that happened was one car threw a belt off a turbo supercharger, and it wasn't the car you built. It was, but you had your chassis under it. It yep. was the car from out east, which we lobster help, trap guy, which,
1: which we helped yeah. to, to find to, to shag. Because that's the kind of service you yeah. get. What's his What's trap. his
2: name again? The lobster trap guy. Dave Delancey, Dave, De, yeah. Dave Delancey.
0: which isn't Delancey. you know those that that, 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 fucking Delancey. damn serpentine, yeah. serpentine nice drive issue. I still have my lobster shirt, shirt. up too, and making a lot of <laughs> yeah. power and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Searce builds yeah. a nice yeah. car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a so nice that was car. a fresh car too, and he was I mean he fresh.
1: piled. And yeah. Dave w- wasn't taking it easy on yeah. that either. I mean that punishing that yeah. car for like two thousand miles, that yeah. thing, that thing ripped.
2: I always yeah. tell everybody when I talk about the Roadster Shop, <clears throat> blowing your horn again, but. I always say that form and function are equal. At the Roadster Shop, they have to. It has to look really good, but it also has to run really good. And yeah. and uh, you've been able been able to pull that off. And I'm sure there's cars that are built that look beautiful and they're in the trailer all the time. And uh, even that Pontiac, I now have 1,800 miles on that. Yeah, I drive it to shows. I I drive and everywhere you go in this Phoenix Scottsdale area is 30 40 miles and you get out there you're afraid as hell going down the freeway somebody's going to throw a rock and hit you or something but i drive it everywhere i mean so yeah you know
1: it's just paint it can be yeah can be fixed. just keep it like a t- two stage don't do a three stage no candies no yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. and then you can fix it you can yeah, touch it up right. you can blend it <laughs> but as it's josh PPF. is showing people <laughs> the picture that's uh, it was a pretty neat car it just it had the right wheel tire combination the right it's stance the pretty right pretty color good color combo with yeah. the wheel and the just the color yeah yeah, it was a nice, nice automobile. Just that was, was that that
1: was the same road tour where... The first road, you took your truck
2: that you drive in. was
1: Kyle came That was when we saw 130 miles an hour in the legend truck. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was Kyle. So, <laughs> so, we never told this story. We haven't told that story. So, my brother-in-law... That's your brother-in-law, yeah, Kyle. Who's yeah, who's awesome, dude. He uh, yeah, pretty much mm-hmm. sets the pace for the chassis shop, runs the laser table, and awesome guy he f- flies out and jumps in we're, i'm driving the legend truck so him and i are ripping so i let him drive and we're we were in south carolina or something
3: it's like mexico i think
1: Outside yeah by US. way of mexico
0: <laughs> southwest carolina i think it was West right <laughs> southeast and we're
1: rolling down this two lane just straight straight strip yeah. and out of nowhere comes some guy in like a hopped up square body yeah truck it was all cammed out and this guy just comes ripping by us. You know,
3: I probably would have let it go. Kyle being the yeah. unit that yeah. he is,
1: <laughs> Kyle's not letting letting that go. Well, the guy gets. We had the whole row. We were kind of at the back of the pack, so there was must have been ten yeah. cars or he something. He goes
0: past all of us.
1: So if you can imagine ten cars spaced out, so that's you know probably thirty car lengths
0: on a double yellow.
1: On a double yellow, So to pass the car in, in the front, you can imagine when your foot's to the floor, past. 30 40 car lengths you pick up a lot of speed yeah. at the end and he's not getting out of it and i'm sitting there and i'm kind of in the you know square body there's the dash hits you like here if yeah. you hit something you're going you're out you're going out huh? so yeah. no, i'm not wearing a seat belt obviously and i'm just kind of sitting there and I'm like okay i'm not gonna tell him no and he <laughs> just keeps his foot in it and i look over and it's like 130 miles an hour and still climbing and Right so passes what dude. did
2: the other guy think that you were I passing think he, he had, thought what that hell? was like seeing a ufo i
1: think <laughs> for that guy what was <laughs> yeah. that because as far as he's probably got the fastest damn truck like yeah. in the carolinas yeah, yeah.
0: not yeah. today yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah it's always somebody faster
0: yeah <laughs> but yeah good hell of a road tour good car mm-hmm. fun time so what's what's what comes after the impala
2: <clears throat> well in the Pontiac and of Now we're doing a sixty L Camino that somehow I ended up with Yeah by it was a Roadster, it was a Phil Gerber purchase, I think.
1: It was. So can't Josh believe you're ne- taking the paint off. Of Josh that. negotiated
2: that deal
1: yeah. too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Then then it was sold and traded to a friend of mine that's another customer of the Roadster shop. Thanks Barry for the referral. Thank you, Barry. Yeah. Yeah, Steve, <laughs> Steve, 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 Steve's an awesome dude. He is. He's a very talented man. I, Incredibly talented. Yeah, and knowledgeable. He's a great designer. I I have a toy barn. We have garages next to each other. I don't think I can ever live up to to his quality. Yeah, I'm not going to try. I'm too old. But he he is a very knowledgeable man and and well thought out everything. But anyhow, he's. Doing a couple of vehicles with you, and uh, where was I going with that? The, the with the El Camino, you know, so how you ended up? He ended up, with, up that. with the El Camino, and we're on the way back from. We came to the roadster shop for him to, I think, talk to you about his diamond T or Buick, and I was down here for something else. And on the way home, he said, "I think I'm going to sell the El Camino. I don't know what. I, I got too many cars, too many projects." By the time we got home, I had bought it for some dumb reason. <laughs> I there again, no intention of buying it. No big dream that I was gonna do this, and and it just mushrooms. It just starts there, and
3: another one year only car. It's a one year, yeah.
2: yeah it's a one year only car, and it's a real oddball. I mean, they don't they didn't make many of them. You know, it's funny. You go through the parts catalog. What what's the one that you can order stuff? Uh, Dan Chuck, or- J
0: C. Penny. No, not J C. <laughs> J. C. Not J. C. <laughs> J C. Whitney. Not J C. Whitney.
2: They. Uh, Part, parts Group, what is it was? Oh, OPG, no. OPG, original, and who, parts original. There's one other. Anyhow, you look through the and there's 58, and they skip 59 and 60 most of the time. And then you can buy any part, trim piece, grills, moldings, anything for a 61, 62, 63, 64. Classic Industries, S- Classic Industries. There you go. That's what that's a catalog. Thank it. you, Josh. And everything is 60 is missing. It's just, I don't know. It must have been a bad year. Cause and sixty El Camino
3: is even, even worse. I mean, well they made these, the
2: the fifty nine El Camino was pretty popular and when the sixty came out, they didn't I think they only made twelve thousand of them. That's all the two plus twos were made were twelve thousand in sixty five. That's not a lot of cars.
0: Um if you can't find it but, in the classic industries though, but, I bet you try the JC Penny one. They probably uh, right
2: not a business and it's not they're not doing uh, real well. Uh, so, really? yeah. You said something like, too bad I took the paint off. Yeah. That was the you best know?
3: patina, I think. Like top five best patinas. It, Phil?
2: It's pretty damn good. <laughs> no, but you just don't know where to stop. You really don't. At the paint. Yeah. You leave how, that on. And you do everything underneath. How much? Oh, I think
0: Phil I think Phil knows <laughs> where to stop. <laughs> yeah. How much
2: How much did that floor end up costing me? Do you have any idea? <laughs> You'd know better
1: than I would. I mean, I just made
2: sure it got I mean, done right. It, it's a very nice, solid yeah. 60 three-year-old car yeah it was a very like, clean there, car there's no he's a,
3: he's a craftsman on the car build side mm-hmm. and i'm a craftsman on the invoicing side yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just
2: yesterday morning sunday morning i was back at home and went out to the garage in west salem i was replacing the rubbers and the seals on the vent wings and vent assemblies
3: that's I had, where you stop
2: i had i had to take a hammer and screwdriver and break the rubber seal out around the vent winds. It was that hard. It came out in pieces, one inch. Window will never, I,
0: never go up again. Yep. The well, door will never shut. You never, never take. No, no I'm ever. talking
2: about the vent window no. closed. There was no way it was ever going to seal. It was cracked. It was hard. I mean, where do you start and where do you stop with these survivor cars? I well, that's that's the
1: beauty of the survivor. You stop right there. With the paint and the, the vent, win- and vent window is the exactly. Vent windows. Like, you don't touch that fucking you, you vent window. You leave the vent windows that's, leak. Because right. that's like a Ouija board. You don't know how the fuck it works. It just, yeah. some, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's somehow, like you start taking that thing apart, you don't know how. I
0: mean, you, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I don't know how I the hell. You got to get Chad involved. Exactly. Well, Chad yeah, we're going to go back. He's the master at vent windows. Was he? Right. Yeah. Ship them no. down
3: to Texas. Call Chad up saying yeah. I need some help <laughs> on these vans." No, I, I,
2: I got them all apart. I cleaned it all up, and I, you know, painted things, and I put new rubbers in them and put new smoked glass in them. I get involved in some of this stuff, you C- know. I, I'm i not totally helpless. No, you're absolutely not. I mean, that's... You have to you have to say that I'm probably, without a doubt, probably one of your most engaged customers.
1: I would say so. I, I mean, mean, I would think... I live this. every yeah.
2: Every project. And you brought you and steve
1: together could probably your skills your project management and steve's got a tremendous amount of skills within yeah. a variety of different areas yeah. you guys could probably just have a hot rod shop and not need the yeah, we'll build you chassis I know how old I am and he's getting
2: there <laughs> and we're not going to do that but but uh, yeah it's i don't know it, it's fun it's, it's a just, sickness i but you know a lot of a lot of those cars i i mean you're 4 hours away but i i'm down here every when you're building yeah. a car for me i'm here at least once a month maybe you you have some of these fat cats that just send you a check and you, they never they <laughs> never see the car until the day you present it to them and they don't know what they're getting
0: there's uh, so many less times to grab about the invoice though
2: <laughs> i don't know the the bills are just enough to scare the hell out of me every time i get them so i i just, don't know just i just
0: pay them and don't look at them it makes it so much I'm, easier
2: i'm really old school <laughs> when it comes to. That. i just i still can't get over sometimes what this stuff costs but everything costs so much everything yeah. i just finished remodeling our house in, in arizona and it you know it's uh, whose idea was one, it to machine a center
3: council from a single piece of aluminum Whose idea was that? Was I think it, that was yours. Wasn't, wasn't mine. It, yeah, I don't. No, was no, that mine? no, no, no.
2: No, that's a Jeremy. That's a Jeremy. I don't I know how it was presented so, to me. Yeah,
3: no, I don't know if no. that was. I think he came to me and said, we're going to machine that. Barry wants to do it. No, I'm no, to talk no, about no, it. No, 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 I oh, want. Yeah, so
0: I, it's his idea. He's just blaming it on Barry. I wanted <laughs> a that center. It seems like it's. I wanted a council, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, Is he leaving? Huh. It I, seems like it's not hard to figure coming? out. It looks like you're stumbling on this, but it seems very yeah. clear. I was walking it back yeah, as it's coming out. Let's it's just starting yeah. to
1: make sense. Let's just move on. we're talking about the El Camino here. We're not yeah,
2: Catalina. The Catalina. No finished. center console in that. Right. Yeah. It's zeroes. I bought one. Right. no back
1: seat. <laughs> no
3: trunk.
2: That's right. I thought this was going to be a cheap build because it doesn't have much of an
0: interior. Doesn't have a trunk. You know, it, it's getting right up there. <laughs> You get twice the paint though, because you got to do it on the. No, inside I, of the I bed. got a
2: I got a wonderful guy back in Wisconsin. You guys don't have time to paint things. You're, that's the big bottleneck here. I mean, I could put another ought on the cost of the car with a paint job here. Yeah, it gets <laughs> expensive. It's, it's incredibly labor intensive. Yeah. I, I was listening to some one of the podcasts, and somebody said, "Well, that's a that's a six digit paint job." Maybe that was Jonathan Ward or something. I don't know. So, somebody I was listening to. There's paint jobs that could. It, it's always amazing at these car shows. Like, what that car cost? You got 50 in that? You got 75 in it? You know?
0: Briefcases. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Well, yeah. there's.
1: I mean, there's something to be said for doing it that way because a lot of, I think this has come up in the past that a lot of times some of these paint jobs and some of the, the level that you take some of these cars to is maybe not for the customer, but for your peers, Yeah. you know? Right. So to be, for people to understand that You don't want the original paint. Some guys just, you want it, you want a decent paint job. You want shiny paint, but it doesn't need to be a showpiece. It doesn't, you know, you're not looking at win the Mother Shine Award. You just want it shiny blue, which is fine. with the
0: car? Yeah. We need to, do do we need to like make a- Survivor paint or something. Well, you got to like make the push that like, okay paint is okay. That was, that was a, a
2: beautiful car a survivor car. It so really the, was. I mean, that car had been restored uh 6 7 years before I bought it. It had the original chassis but been painted and cleaned up. The the paint job on it was beautiful. The man that's painting the El Camino painted that car. Paint we never touched the paint. It had a little scratches in the moldings, sure. the bumpers had a little scratch. Little things that you could park it someplace and not worry about it, but 99% of the people saw that car, they thought, "Oh god, it's just gorgeous." yeah and you drive down the road thumbs up and what year is that you know gold car you know but uh, it's a lot of the problem with getting into
3: painting a car because you take everything apart and then you're going to make the trim fit better and then yeah, you're going to shave yeah. the antenna holes and yep, then you're going to you tuck are. the bumpers and you're going to get rid of the bumper bolts and then you're going to do this and then you're going to do that. And it just, we don't keeps have to going. do all of that.
2: We're not doing that with the El Camino. We're basically, yeah, so that's where, where
3: most of these things kind of escalate from yeah. is like, yeah. you've done these 47 things. You're not going yeah, to do number 48. It's $1,000 to do it now or 20000 to go back
2: and do it later. Well, and, it depends on what you're going to do with the car. I mean, this car was never meant to be a show car. That El Camino is not going to be meant to be a show car, although I would guess it. That car ended up on the cover of Muscle Machines magazine somehow, cover car, and I wouldn't doubt that the El Camino will. The El Camino's going to be cool. It's a neat car. It's an oddball car. It's going to have the right look, the right stance, the right pedigree. You know, it's going to RS <laughs> built. You know, yeah, we're 50-50 on that. <laughs> no, one. no, 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 no. <laughs> you're not. No, I'm. I'm just taking care of the paint. <laughs> and
3: the do we, we pick a color on that? I saw a couple colors. We did. Yeah, we we you. came we,
2: full circle on it. We're that's back right. to the. Uh, we looked at. Uh, Bentley colors. We looked at a Cadillac color, and after we sprayed yeah. it, it's we're painting the original color. And it Which l- I, that's an
1: important lesson for like shops to to learn that some you gotta like you gotta understand the customers, and you gotta know when to let them take the reins and when to like Barry's got you got great taste, you know. Thank you. I and don't, I, and I didn't know and, that I do, well, but well, and I and you you shouldn't be afraid. I mean, I had no problem telling you that you brought me that Bentley color. I said, if you're doing it for your wife, that's a that's for a chick. That's a chick scar. Yeah. <laughs> that's purple. <laughs> Do not paint it that color.
2: Well, you know, you, know, you but, go to car shows, especially cars <laughs> cars that have been around for eight, ten years, and the first thing, you know, back quite a few years ago, there were the all these gaudy colors. You say, oh, your wife said you could build the car, but she got to pick the color.
3: It matched her nail polish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right.
2: that's right. You know, yeah, it, it it's yeah,
1: right. it just. But you and you said we need to paint it the original color, and I. I don't think I agreed with you at first, and I said yeah. we should try this caddy color, we should try this vet color, and you brought the spray out. And it's, yeah. you're right, yeah, you're right. The, that original color is going to look cool. It's, it, I it fills the buffer in between that, so <laughs> which is it's good for me, it's bad for him because he has to deal with my my He's frustration. The of Gets, new It's your, yeah, new. I lay it out I'm direct to him because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it, it, very nice guy, right there. Yeah. It was a it was a really nice car when it, it was, was a done, nice but car. we had. to. Hopefully he's are Airbr- listening. Airbrush, <laughs> airbrush, running stallions in true fire down yep. the down the louvered hood sides. So you can imagine my response, and my response goes direct to Phil because I'm not talking to the customer. So there's no you're, you're, there's no filter you're on up this that car. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> I built this beautiful yeah, car. I don't, now I don't you're don't screwing know that. Up. It's the best fit for this car with like the classic style that we're going to mm-hmm. and nope that was met with resistance so then we ended up uh compromise and built a second set of hood sides so we can real fire horses running through yeah. one set and take those on yeah. and off and yeah. take it to
2: car shows and put your <laughs> other hood sets on so, so you we, can take credit for it huh? we had stallions <laughs> yeah and, but
1: i mean today mike didn't mike Lavalle paint those he did oh so god that's, the a, deal? that's yeah. a big name
0: <laughs> stallions were on fire
1: they were running and the fire was coming off of you know so they were running fast when stallions run there's <laughs> It's fire. That comes I didn't know. So that's, you, know that's, you had a big, big, big name painter I would painting had, this. That was not cheap.
0: I would have had yeah. more. I would have had more questions about the idea. Yeah. Not whether. That's true.
1: I I never really thought. I'd maybe going with smoke instead of fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. I think my favorite was we did one car and we were arguing back and forth on the color for a while. And we kept saying it's not the right color for the car. It's not the right color for the car. He comes in after we painted it. Yeah, it's a good looking red. It's orange. So, yeah, I'm colorblind. It doesn't matter, anyways. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that one took some tongue but Well, right? it's, yeah. <laughs> it was the shade of gray that yeah. he wanted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, Barry, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Yeah. Huh? We come to some of the standard questions that we ask all yep. guests. Yep. So, fire away. Best piece of advice that you've ever received?
2: <laughs> oh, I think my dad always used to say, get up and go to work every day, work hard and the money will follow. And I kind of lived by that. I mean, I've ne- all the times I was in business, I never never dwelled on profit. Not that I didn't want to make profit, but I it's just, I just byproduct the of philosophy of getting up and putting in a good day's work and accomplishing something every day and uh, do the best you can do. And uh, that's, I don't know. That's probably the best advice. I don't.
3: Now, what about? I've got. Go ahead. After you, please. What about
1: advice you would give? Because, I mean, I I admire your generation and the generations. It is a different generation. The generations second the generations that are that are (laughs) are following us. Yeah, they could probably use the advice more than our generation. But what's the best
2: advice you'd give to somebody in business? I think it's the same thing. Get up and work hard every day. Do your best. Some people are fortunate to have more talent than others. Uh, you know, some. You think, I think you think hard work supersedes
1: talent sometimes. Sometime.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 there's definitely some talented people. I mean, uh, there again, I'm listening to some of your podcasts, and and it's been interesting. Look, Gail Banks. I just I couldn't get over him. this. This guy's a brilliant yeah. man. You know, uh, I, I. Uh, uh, ward even though he's a little out there i guess i <laughs> that was very interesting uh the one i really liked was the outlaw guy um uh, uh, the porsches oh, oh right yeah rod, rod, Emory. rod Emory. I yeah, mean, he's a cool guy i'm a porsche guy you sure. have to understand that i i've had four gt3s i've restored a couple old 356s i mean they're neat cars i I, the, my gamut of car interest is all over the map. It isn't just hot rides. Yeah. I mean, I've owned a few Ferraris. I bought a Ferrari brand new when I was 30 years old, 308 GTS. I mean, that's, and I couldn't afford it then, but I had. <laughs> had. it. And what's really strange, even stranger than that, the same year I bought a new Excalibur. Now,
1: that's, no, that's weird. That's, yeah, that be, I don't know. i that, that out there. Direct or? opposites. I know that. <laughs> we can edit. The, the good, they can edit all... But
0: what <laughs> yeah. exotic animals did you also have at the same time? I didn't time. have any exotic animals. <laughs> I think
2: I think at the time, my wife had a Pinto she was driving.
3: Because <laughs> well, well, you spent all the money on the Excalibur. Well, <laughs> I see you in an Excalibur I'm with honest, one of the I,
2: lions from Siegfried and Roy, the white one. Like, like a miniature F. I, I couldn't afford these cars at the time, but I had <laughs> them. What
0: did an Excalibur go for? A well, Corvette paid,
2: plus whatever was on top of that. <laughs> Well, I the, the 308 GTS I paid forty thousand dollars for that's what the sticker price was. I didn't buy it from a Ferrari dealer, I bought it from Joe Marchetti. You ever hear that name? Yeah, he you ever hear that's the like Como a- Inn in Chicago? Yes, the restaurant Italian restaurant. Hmm. Joe Marchetti owned that, he's deceased now. Yeah, this was Lake Forest, Swords cars was in that's business. True. But if you wanted to buy a Ferrari, you didn't buy it in Minneapolis, there was no Ferrari dealer other than Chicago. Joe Marchetti was a restaurateur, but he he could get more new Ferraris than the Ferrari dealer could. Hmm. And I bought a red, tan interior, 308 GTS. The Excalibur, of course, at the one in 1978, when I bought that car new, they were the fifth largest manufacturer of cars in the United States.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: General Ford, General Motors. Ford General Motors, Chrysler Corporation, AMC, and Excalibur. But that was built on the General Motors platform, right? It was a tube. You'd appreciate the construction of this. This thing you was would. made out of you ought to get you. <laughs> two by three by quarter. I think. Okay. Square rectangular tubing.
3: there weren't they like six thousand pounds. Or like oh, it was
2: terribly. Uh, the frame had to weigh a ton, but it had at the time. It had a Corvette independent rear. They bought all the components from General Motors. It had '60s vintage C3 type rear suspension, front suspension. They bought the motors from General Motors. There were 454s and big block Chevys. That's it. A big block Chevy and automatic transmission. It was a well built car. Disc brakes all around. They're just real boogie wagon, you know. They, the only sure. and the, every the thing that ruined the car the most is they put Volkswagen taillights and parking lights in it. So
0: that was the thing that. <laughs> but it was <laughs> so that was the thing that it, killed it. It was what a was neat the, well. Taillights. No,
2: they were in business and made some money and made built a lot of. Then they had to try to keep adapting to the new regulations and they made a four-door sedan and i it's just I, i'm i'm all over the map
0: in this stuff yeah you know? you're all over the map i've got two visions right now i've got 308 gts 30 year old barry with a mustache and the short shorts yeah. rel- reliving the and tom then the magic wand <laughs> and this, I've were, gotten- this was before magnum pi
2: <laughs> magnum pi was not out there okay yeah. He still got the shirt then i then i turned 40 and i got into airplanes
0: Model airplanes, that's, or that's, real that's airplanes. Real
2: three. airplanes, <laughs> yeah, real airplanes. In fact, I think the first couple of times I came to see you, I flew. Yeah, I remember you flew down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I'll never. I mean, I always. Your advice was always just never buy a fucking plane. It was always I. I'll always remember you just always saying that. If, if it flies, floats, or you know what,
0: and that's the it. reason I've and that and that and that's, and that's the
1: reason I've never bought a plane.
2: And the, I, I, did uh, a plane. Well, if because we buy. were just looking
0: at that huge jet, and you're like Barry said. Uh,
2: <laughs> Well, right. I, I came that close to buying a small jet, but it was a great experience in my life. And I, I, like I told you at the very beginning, I'm a really blessed guy. I spent 20 years flying a personal airplane. And I, we had a home in Colorado, and we'd fly out there with the kids, and we'd land, had a suburban at the airport, get in and drive over to our house. I mean, it was really, I, I bought a single engine plane when I was 40 years old. I got my pilot's license, and I bought an airplane three months after I got my license. Then I got my instrument rating in that airplane. Then I bought a Beach Bonanza, which is a pretty nice single-engine plane. Flew that. Then I got my multi-engine rating. Flew that for 500 hours, a piston twin. And then ultimately ended up buying a King Air with a good friend of mine, a partnership, but we, I flew the car, the plane myself. So you know, I've got a couple thousand hours in a King Air. That's a turbine power. Let's go to flight safety twice a year to keep you so that your insurance company would love you enough to insure you. What great, was more exhilarating,
0: flying that first time after your license or driving that Excalibur around? Oh, <laughs>
2: the Excalibur was fun. It was a neat car. Um, but the flying thing, I also lived on the water and had boats and stuff. for. And airplanes are in that same category. The f- happiest day of your life is the day you buy the boat, and the day you sell it. I can say the same thing about living on the water. I lived on the some uh, little uh, on the Black River which runs into the Mississippi and happiest day of my life is the day I bought that house and then I built another house there and then I sold it. And, hmm. and uh, it just, the the flying thing is, tr- there's a tremendous amount of stress. I mean, I put my family in an airplane that I'm flying and I could kill them real easily if, with one mistake. And, yeah if you start statistically looking at small private airplane accidents 80 90 percent of the time it's pilot error you just you screw up once you're dead and uh, so i i think i'm and of course i developed this hearing issue i talked about earlier where and some dizziness and vertigo problems so I, I basically at 61 62 years old i had to stop it i, I sold the business and it's you got to have a business to write an airplane off, and you can't just own this privately. You got you got to have some way that right. the government participates sure. with you in some form or another. Absorb-, absorb a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah, you know, you got to expense a few things. And, and anyhow, it's it's over, but it was a great experience. Just like that's when I got out of that, I got into cars again, and there was a whole gap in between there. Other than when I bought the Excalibur in my you know, thirty, from thirty to. There was a time in there, all I did was change diapers and have kids, you know? What did you do when you had the Ferrari? Like, what's, you go out to get the Ferrari. What was,
1: what was the thought process? Like, I just thought it was cool. Just, yeah, I don't get, I wanted, I mean, (laughs) I know why I like, at 30 years old, I know exactly
2: why I would want a Ferrari. I'm sure it's probably the exact same (laughs) reason that he would want it. Well, when I turned 40, my wife and I were, well, we got married when I was 37 years old or remarried. We flew to Germany and picked up a new nine eleven at the factory. And so I tr- I tried all all Is the that time. a carry on or
0: a check? How did you get that thing back from? <laughs> They're pretty no, small. I ship you
2: ship it back and you I picked it up <laughs> in South Carolina. You get European European delivery and they you could pick it up at the port of entry or they'd deliver it to the dealer you ordered from. But I actually flew out there with my son that's now fifty years old and we drove it we drove it back from South Carolina. That was Great car. Yeah, that's cool. I I've tried over the years to have. It's like you buying the roadster when I turn sixty. That was I try yeah. to do memorable things on sure. major birthdays. <laughs> so. I got yeah,
3: I, I got I got one piece of advice that uh, actually got from you that stuck with us for for quite some time. You probably remember it as well. Is it your uh, your six P's?
2: Yeah, that was another one of my sayings. I, you'd walk in my office and like where you got the IRS. I had a <clears throat> picture frame about four feet long and 18 inches high. And it had seven capital P's framed in a picture frame. P, 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 P. And you guys live by this. Both of you, him especially, because he's the builder guy. It stands for proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. You plan out things better than anybody I know, and I mean that in the car industry. I mean, there, there's some very talented people out there, and I don't know everybody, but that's what I've been most impressed about this place. Nothing is... I mean, you watch all these goofy shows, and you see all the drama and the mistakes and, uh, that are going on. <laughs> some me as an amateur, I'm looking at it and saying, I know better than that. What the hell are you doing that for? <laughs> You know, they they had a and Dave Kindig's a wonderful guy. In fact, I got a picture on my my wife finally met him. She she always uh, used to tease me. I'm watching I watch bitching rides and teach you watching bitching carburetors again. <laughs> so I introduced her at Bear Jackson this to him this year, and I said she calls your show bitching carburetors. So she we got a picture and he takes a selfie with her. And anyway, but uh, they're, I'm watching. Kendig show and they're doing one of these Mercury racing motors. And it's always a big drama about firing engines, firing engines. Yeah. Fire. So they're sitting there. They had a key in that Nova where you on the Pontiac, you've got a switch and a momentary start button. Yep. So here these guys are, they're holding the key over and it's cranking and cranking and cranking and and it's not firing. And I'm saying to myself, they sh- if nothing else, if the key is taking the place of the button, they should just hit the key once. Instead, they're just cranking the motor. It's all just drama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they they plug
1: a lot of that in for TV. I know really.
2: they do. Yeah, it, but some of it is just
1: dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some some of those TVs we won't. You know, no, I, no, to... I,
2: I I watch a lot of them, and it's entertaining to me. I mean, I watch uh, I watch Iron Resurrection. Yeah. I watch uh, Texas Metal a lot. Why? Because this guy's a fabricator. I can relate to everything he's doing. Hmm. He uses the same approach to everything that I did. It's called the SCB approach to engineering. Now, you don't know what that means either.
1: Well, I know. What would you say? Metal's thicker than no, brains? Steel
2: is just... cheaper than brains. Okay. okay. You do it the other way, you use the brains. Yeah, we. I'm not trying to offend this two. guy, <laughs> but if, if if eighth inch metal is going to fix what they're doing on one of their builds, they use a quarter inch. You know, it's no no regard to weight. I mean, yeah, we just we hired the brains. We've you, got some you've really done a great job. <laughs> got of got some that. really you, intelligent yeah. guys up
1: in the engineering yeah, team. Yeah, there so. is, and, and
2: it never fails to amaze me the designs and the processes that you're going through. It just some of it I think maybe gets expensive when you have a guy design a floor tunnel for an El Camino or something and you got this digital drawing and they're flame cutting it and all you know, that that's probably expensive, but
0: we could have paid to do it four co- times. It probably you costs did. no
2: more than the guy going out there and little by little cutting and fitting and cutting and fitting and cutting and fitting. And, you know, uh yeah, it's it's amazing. It's uh I have been so impressed with this place over the years. And I, you. you know, may, I, I, I know Phil Smunt calls me your senior brand ambassador. <laughs> I think that's a good That name. is good. <laughs> yeah. we that's really good. He did. That's worthy of a business card. Yeah, it, it, I should have a business card. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you a quick little story. Uh, I got through. In fact, I have a picture of Phil and Neil at Paul Atkins shop and myself. And when I was there, and we visited that place with the thirty-two Roadster, I met a guy named Larry Matthews. Mm-hmm. He happens to be a boyhood friend of Rick Hendricks. Yeah, best friends. Every place Rick goes, Larry's always with him. And uh, you know, a couple of, last year when Rick bought the three million dollars C eight, Larry had us up in the skybox where I was standing right outside him. He was bidding that, but um, where was I going with this now? There was I, I get tracked, sidetracked. What were we just talking about? Come on now. Yeah, help me I'm out. I'm drunk. He's huh? uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> 56. Yeah. No, he... Oh, well, you're he's at Paul Atkins. You're oh, out Paul, out. Paul yeah.
2: Oh, okay. So I met Larry. Um, but I was leading into this with...
0: Uh, Hiring guys, technology. You
2: that I don't know. I, <laughs> I just... Uh, there was a story involved with this, and I just... Now I lost track of the... I don't have Alzheimer's yet. No, I get it. My my wife yeah. actually thinks I remember things she can't remember. But but uh, yeah, it'll come to me shortly. But it was a good story, whatever it was. No, you
0: don't worry about it because nobody will ever even know that this no that that, part ha- that, that happened. Yeah, they'll yeah, edit all of this.
2: Out. Yeah, edit all of it out.
0: Maybe you'll never play this. No, I think we'll play it. We have we have to play them. Oh, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why do you have to play? Them? Well, if you don't, we'll run out of stuff to play oh, every okay. week. All right. Okay. What's the next question for everybody? Next question is what do you get in your pockets? The pocket dump thing. I, I don't I you don't, don't have really mon- get it. I don't, don't understand it.
2: Well, I have where is it? I have a dad wallet. Okay. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And I used to have a really nice money clip. See now what got, I have now? You've got the Matt Saxton yeah. money clip. That's I, I lost my money clip. It was gold it had a silver dollar in it. It was silver and it broke. I put it in the drawer and since then you can see the paint's worn off of that blue. Office Depot clip. That's that's it. RS Blue. Uh, the whole knife thing, I don't get it. I don't open enough boxes to appreciate what you guys in yeah, this it's, knife thing it's I know it's do You, don't, you, go, you
0: yeah. don't go to the, the seedy areas that we go to. Well, you maybe, can, you yeah. I don't yourself hang out in a St. dark Mars alley. You, you got to grab a knife. Uh, you know, I,
2: I own <laughs> like a pocket knife, and exactly. I showed you guys pictures of yeah. it once. You've and got a William Henry, don't you? No, no. I, no, I've got <laughs> a Dr. T, and you've never heard of it. Hmm. That's the only – I wouldn't even – it's too nice. Like Mr. T? It's Mr.
0: T's brother. Dr. Yeah. T. Dr. T, now this is an he orthodontist friend of mine
2: that lives in same town Steve <laughs> lives in, Winona, Minnesota. He hand makes his knives in his basement. I mean, orthodontists and dentists are sometimes very talented people. I mean, yeah. we have a friend of ours that's a dentist that actually did uh, sculptures. I mean, sculpturing teeth, they do it out of gold and sure. he'd, he'd do bronze sculptures. When they tore the Corvette plant down in St. Louis, They went into the paint booths and chiseled off two inches thick of paint. And this stuff is harder to rock, you know. And he bought some of it, and the sides are Corvette Fordite. And it's that's cool. It's got every color of the rainbow. Every Corvette that was ever painted, it's got yellow, it's got red, it's got blue. It's just beautiful. And how you slice it and how you, and it's polished and finished. It's just for a car guy, much less a Corvette guy. I mean, I've had. On my, I just bought one yesterday. Actually, this morning, a new 2023. I'm still waiting for the Z06, but I traded in the 2021 convertible. So th- that'll be the eighth or ninth Corvette since 2014. I
3: this think this me and Jerry are still both humbled that you're going to give us the Z06. No. That was amazing.
0: That's, I yeah, can't yeah, wait honestly. for the Z06 <laughs> after <laughs> the ninth car for you to do that is like a thank you gift. You, you, you want, a, that's I, you awesome. want to? That's pretty awesome. What else I'm
2: getting, Josh? It's pretty awesome. It's got a serial number already. Oh. A Raptor R. It's. I will have it in a month. When I come back in May, mm-hmm. I'm going to drive it down here. That park it next to Josh's regular Raptor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got a regular Raptor too. you want? One of you guys can buy that. But that. That's- so you've got you've got you've got a Raptor R too. Yours is a regular Raptor. <laughs> R's <Harsh> for regular. <laughs> Could be for rat. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no. So, anyway, it's it's kind of a neat knife. But yeah. I, I wouldn't think of opening a box with that. I I that's what you buy utility yeah. knives for, but you guys must just open a lot of boxes or something. <laughs> you're always flipping yeah. that thing out. It's like an either that or
3: you're fidget, going to bad places. It's adult fidget spinner. Uh, yeah, it an adult fidget spinner. Yeah. Just all day long, just sitting there flipping it.
0: Uh, we can't afford a three hundred eight uh, GTS. I, I don't, so we don't have, have that either. Play with knives. I don't <laughs> have, But but
2: now you had one on one of the shows that actually is switchblade like. I mean, is that legal? I always thought that. Hey. Knives that Shh, pop out like that. Let's hatch. not be
0: talking about what's
2: that. That's not legal, is it? Is it? A, you have
0: to have a yeah, void card. You know right? a guy.
1: Yeah, I've got one, too. This, Josh, actually got this for
2: me. Oh, look at this. <laughs> he's such a sweetheart. But Bill, you got one of those? You have to open yours for, manually. But for somebody do, that, but I,
1: for somebody that's into mechanical things, I mean, that's, I think, what I enjoy about them. It's, you got all sorts of cool fasteners. They're... And a is. mixture of billet stuff,
2: always neat materials, and
1: I don't when you're you appreciate the old like me. You don't
2: want your pockets bulging out. You got, you guys are thin and small and yeah. athletic, and you
0: know. I think he's
2: talking that's about all, me. It's all
0: excess <laughs> baggage. I'm looking at Jeremy. I don't know about the two of you. I mean, a gymnast body's got room for for knives. Well, I stopped oh, going yeah. to the
2: gym quite a while ago, so you know, it's just kind of whatever I had is fading away. That's it. Car movie. We got a oh car movie. Oh, car movie. We got, car we, got, we got a couple more in there. Oh right. yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> you have to understand how old I am. I can't even remember some of the good movies. I'm, I'll tell you right now. I my I think my favorite car movie is Ford versus Ferrari because I think it was so well done. I can really relate to it. I I remember watching this stuff on TV in the sixties. Oh wow. Okay. Now, yeah, Bullet and some of these other shows. Would that be
0: on Worldwide Sports or whatever was that, I what that was? I don't
2: know. I remember the, some of those clips. I mean, I'm 20 years old, 20, 21 years old. I, re, I remember the whole, vaguely remember it. But it just brought back a lot of memories. And when I got done watching that movie, I went home and I just started reading more about the whole process. And the whole... Peter Brock thing, you know who he is. No, you know, mm. you yeah, know, Jeremy, you're shaking. No, I don't. He's a phenomenal designer. He was. He designed the Cobra Coupe. I mean, the car, the, the original ones that he designed that were built, not the Cobra Open sports car, sure. but the coupe mm-hmm. and the aerodynamic things. They, he shaved. He was also very involved in the d- design of the Stingray. Google it peter brock Hmm. just i will google he's 80 some years old he's been interviewed on tv a few times but when you read about the talent this guy had and he really was not i don't think he was trained as a designer uh maybe in art school or something but he that car they only made it for a short period of time and raced it because you you got to research a little bit, but I'll check it's out. the Cobra. It, it's it's the coupe with the funny back end, and the, and the back end kind of comes in on the back. Aerodynamically, he was way ahead of his time, and uh, they had it in the sh- in the movie some, but uh, I mean, to be honest, looking at that car, I don't know that I would have Googled
1: the designer of it. But, I know the car, yeah, but I don't know. have the car is interested
2: been. in who designed it. Well, it's not the most attractive car in the world. It's really not, right? But race-wise and aerodynamically, fast. it was
0: way ahead of its time. Hmm. I mean, yeah.
2: So, anyway,
0: it's Ford versus Ferrari. Ferrari. Favorite yeah. car movie? I yeah. think that would probably be number two or number three. Yeah, from, it's got to be up from there, from there at
2: the top. Time. Yeah, I mean, it's, I could I could watch it three, four times probably.
1: I just, it, it's probably the best produced yeah car yeah. movie out there. I mean, it's the most current. So yeah, good, yeah. good. Uh, well, Fast <clears> and the Furious. F- Fourteen or fifteen, I think, is coming out soon. So that like I be. was just about to say yeah, that one they
3: did it justice and didn't ruin the car hobby in the process. Of right? Doing it. Yeah,
1: they did a hell of a job with it. Yeah, phenomenal movie. Well, the first, we get first car too, because a lot of these cars have come from that cars that you've built have come yeah, from yeah. childhood experiences or something. But mm-hmm. what was the first car that you? Was it the fifty seven? I mean, we kind of touched on that. Yeah, fifty seven
2: Chevy. But yeah.
1: And we haven't recreated it yet. The first hot yet, rod don't.
2: was a 36 Chevy pickup that we probably didn't talk about. Followed by a T-Bucket Roadster with a little 289 Ford and a four-speed. That one's probably best left as a memory. <laughs> the T-Bucket? Yeah, don't necessarily you, need I'm to recreate Hey, I've gone through, <laughs> you know, T-Buckets, 57 Chevys, uh, Ferraris, Porsches. It's pretty <laughs> it's diverse. Big ve- car, small car,
3: big car. What's small? the
0: scariest speed-wise car you've ever had or driven? debug it
3: has to be
0: scariest yeah well no
2: no the the 36 chevy pickup that had the original straight front axle and drum brakes under the front yeah no, <laughs> that that was no you know leaf springs and it's all over the place and, <laughs> you, you, i put a 289 pontiac engine in it with a four speed behind it and a some kind of vintage rear end under it but when you'd shift quick it would go like that it would the front it would torque, <laughs> you know, the left front wheel would kind of hop, a pre-runner style. That was it. I mean, this was
1: this was a weapon. Was I mean, that on split wishbones or was it just a just traditional
2: old, old ch- chassis and and with a big Pontiac engine in it? But hmm. I had slicks on it for a while.
1: <laughs> it just probably went, bite. It probably went wherever the hell it wanted to go when
2: you stepped on the gas. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time I took it. From my dad's car lot, and went down the street, and was trying to run it through the gears, and I broke the case on the four-speed transmission. I just split it wide open, <laughs> just
0: banging gears. Yeah,
2: yeah, just dumb stuff. Had to fix it myself. I couldn't take it to a shop and have somebody else do it, you know. So
3: honestly, you don't see enough of this splitting the transmissions wide open, and then I'm looking at your shirt at the same
2: time. What's that? What does it say? Didn't any, Vinny did he explode, explode a 8L? I, oh, I thought maybe you'd give me a nice there, Roadster so. Shop shirt to wear during this interview. <laughs> I, I had to stick to my Tommy Bahama flowers. You know. <laughs> yeah, he'd
0: an 8L, eight, 9, <laughs> or 10L. Exploded? Yeah, just he like case the, cracked right in half. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hmm. Coming through the floor?
0: No. No, it dropped off the bottom. Yeah. 59 Cadillac.
1: Oh, I remember that.
0: Yeah, I remember you if, last with question. Yeah. If you had to go back in time, at any point in time, what time would it be and what would you tell yourself i don't want to go back
2: i i i have to honestly say uh, it's been a great life i've had my share of successes and a few failures along the way uh, uh, i'm a very lucky guy it's just the biggest thing is that at, at my age not that i keep talking about being so old i'm fairly healthy I had a stes- stress echocardiogram a few months, a month or two ago, which I don't want. The one thing I don't want to have in this world is a stroke. I'm going to try to do anything I can to keep. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know that I'd change anything. I Yeah, I made some mistakes along the way. Like said I got married too young. Probably had children too young, but they're great kids. Uh, great family life. Uh, very satisfying business career. Fun hobbies. I, I don't know what.
0: There's no right or wrong answer. There isn't a right or wrong answer, no. and I, you
2: know, it, it's a great relationships with people. Um, I never like to argue with people. I kind of try to patch, even even if I have a disagreement. I, you know, I I know during the time we were doing C one RS, I hate to bring stuff up like this, but there were times when I, and, and it isn't that I felt you guys were in any way taking advantage of me. It just kind of got out of hand. And uh, some people probably would have gotten really mad about that. I, rem- I remember writing your father a letter and talking to him. and just I I did not want this relationship to end and to add on a bad note. That's just kind of how I am. And I'm glad I handled it that way because it went on to become just bigger and better all the way, uh, you know. I, I care more about people and relationships than I do about, try to at least, material things. Um, I don't know. I just I feel quite privileged to be part of this organization and family. Likewise. We, and, we're we're you know, pliv- privileged to have you be a, a part of Of all it. your people you've had any guests, I've been to both of you gentlemen's weddings. Yeah. I know your kids' names. I was at your father's funeral. I've had the... The pleasure of dining with your parents a few times, and you, I just, I think I know all of you pretty well, and like I like I said at the beginning, it, the last fifteen years is, it, it's been a good part of my life being associated with the Gerber family, the Roadster Shop, the quality of things you produce. Um, That's been a
1: it's been yeah. a hell of a relationship. Yeah, in- I,
2: yeah about- I hope it's not the last car, but it probably could be. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't know, I still... Yeah, there's one more in there somewhere. I'm saving the... I think the Pantera
2: Well, I know you years. keep throwing that by me, but <laughs> That's I, the I don't... One I never
1: push. really push one on anybody,
2: but I think the Pantera... The way the stock market's going lately, I'm going to have to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. I always tell everybody I'm living on a fixed income, which well, I am. So, I so it's know. so it's that, basically,
1: well, it's Joe Biden's fault that the Pantera won't be built. Yeah. It's what we can say. It's something you can blame on him. You
0: know? That's the long list of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put it at
1: the top. That's, that's,
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm actually running out of ideas I don't I don't know I I have no clue that we would ever think about doing this El Camino it's something to keep me occupied I, I'm a firm I, I mean as I said before I'm 77 years old there's a lot of people that don't think about this I, I I need something in my life all the time to think about sure I just I finished remodeling a house where we live in Wisconsin I spent a whole summer doing that I just finished remodeling. The house we have in arizona and by i'm just engaged in it a lot i don't do it all myself but i i do a lot i do whatever i can do and uh, it's just keeping my mind working all the time and now that i'm done with that we will flow into hopefully getting this car finished and planning it and i, I can't do all the work anymore but it's kind of like steve steve's a great he's he doesn't have enough hours in the day to do it all yep but he he will think i better quote this closer he will think out every aspect of it and tell you how to do it. Yep, and and he's just very engaged in it. And it, I think, as people go old, I, I mean, I know so many people that they retire from a job at sixty five or sixty two and they go play golf.
1: I mean, I mean, do you think that's the key to staying sharp and staying energetic? Is to keep these projects and keep well, it keeps your occupied. mind working. And I mean, because you're, I, I mean, you've got more energy than most guys. I mean. Probably more Probably than me. Us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but
2: but my wife was always telling me that uh, you're like the Energizer bunny. You just never stop moving. And hmm. I mean, I am I get up in the morning. I don't get up at six, but I get up at seven and I'm moving from the moment I get till the, till the end of the day. It's just, there's always something to do. And uh, I don't know. It's Life has been good and I wouldn't change much, Josh. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I hope to be... Your
1: age and say the same thing.
2: Well, it's 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 scary. I mean, I find myself talking about age all the time. But I mean, obviously, I'm not on the uphill slope anymore. I'm on the downhill slope, and you wonder how many more good years you're going to have, and you want to enjoy them as much as possible. Um, yeah,
1: just and this is something that me and Josh talk about a lot. I, you, know, you can see, that's a concern of his.
2: Yeah, you're cities. older than everybody else, Josh, aren't you? Are you nah. not? you 5'0 yet, or are you knocking on it? Good
0: grief, no! Oh, you're over 5'0? <laughs> no. Yeah, look, yeah, look oh, at It Looks like it. I'll be 45 this year. End oh, of this okay. year. Well, then you've got a ways to go yeah, yet. But yeah, it just no. hasn't aged that gracefully. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean I was out to dinner with some friends a couple nights ago, and uh, some their, uh the sister and brother-in-law of some good friends of ours, and. I said i think i got a child older than you <laughs> yeah and my son's 55 and he's 55 you know it, it's just man i'm hanging around with people 55 and 60 Though that's a good thing yeah, I, get, yeah. i'm always the most senior guy for some reason <laughs> i just can't the whiskey was good by the way even it was very good yeah what brand is that eagle rare do i get to hang around and listen to
1: your review oh yeah the e- huh? Wait, some Sometimes we forget to do those, I and mean, that's one definitely worth doing because that's a that's a great bottle.
2: Well, I, you know, you took care of me and I got me that Weller Twelve. There's a big bottle of it there, isn't it, boy? Yeah. That, what's that baby worth? Well, we haven't opened
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> <Because> <laughs> but I, op- I opened <laughs> that
2: the night that my son and daughter-in-law were at our house last Christmas to celebrate the event that's happening in May of our. My wife and I's first grandchild, Bjorn is. You've met Bjorn. Yeah, he's my no. only son that you've spent any time with. Right. Yeah, Bjorn's because the you know why? He was allergic to horses, Phil. Really? He was allergic right. to him. He couldn't go to horse shows. Otherwise, he, he got didn't. lucky. He yeah. got very lucky. He was a lucky guy. <laughs> yeah, he's so. And so, I got lucky because he had to stay home with me. I had to stay home. I couldn't. I couldn't go sure. to horse show if he, if he was. So he ended up going. He was at street machine of the year yeah. when. When we won with C1RS, he was, he was at your wedding, not yours, but he was at your wedding with me. Yeah, he's a hell of a kid. He's a nice kid. Man, no, just, he's a grown... He was, yeah, like, he's little, little twenty little boy 20, when I first... He's 28 years it. old and one sharp kid. He's a patent, patent lawyer in Dallas now. That's awesome. Yeah, just... All, I don't know, I, I won the lottery when it comes to kids. I really did. They're all smarter than I am. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think your family won the lottery, too. I don't know josh's family but i yeah they're pretty pretty i think the thing that most impressed me when i first i'm reminiscing too much probably was your relationship with your dad how he admired the two of you and wanted to work with you so much i never felt that from my father my father because he was handicapped he probably couldn't appreciate things quite as much but i i think he always wanted he never wanted me to leave the business because I worked hard <laughs> he, he would yeah. lose his best employee <laughs> uh with you guys and and your dad it was it's it's always been an amazing thing for me to reminisce and look back on yeah it was yeah hell, hell of a good time for yeah right. us. i i, I said i was talking to uh to brian the truck driver your truck driver and i said boy It's a good thing Neil's not around because you wouldn't be driving this truck. No. (laughs) Well, I got to tell you one quick story. Okay. So I took the blue Corvette with a friend of mine and we drove to Bowling Green, Kentucky to... There was an event at the... No, no, it wasn't Bowling Green. That was a different story. We went to Effingham. It was uh, mid-America. They have the... Corvette Fest, they call it, in Effingham, Illinois. You ever hear of that? Yep. His name is Mike Yeager, the guy that puts it on. He, he maybe bought parts from them. Every year he has a court, what's called Corvette Fest, and there's people come from all over. You ever been to Effingham? I not. I've, I've been to
3: Effingham. I've never been for that event. It's
2: south. Okay, so I take the car to Effingham, and uh, we're displaying it, and uh, they, they give away... It's called the Chief's Choice Award. And uh, there's one other story attached to this, uh, but but I'm digressing here a little bit. uh, They line up all these Corvettes, and he goes kind of, they're in rows, like maybe 20 Corvettes, 20 Corvettes, 20 Corvettes. And anybody that wants him to judge their car, they line them up there. And he walks at a very brisk pace along all these cars trying to pick what he calls the chief's choice. I wish I had a video of this because my car was like third from the last car that because he started down here back and forth back and forth. That Corvette was sitting there and he got to that point and he, there was an announcer that was with him I can't think of his name now. They're walking together looking and all of a sudden it's like the brakes went on. He just stopped. He's walking by these other cars as fast and all of a sudden he looks, he makes one loop around it, and goes on the rest of the way. And of course, that car ends up under the podium with the picture of him. And uh, so, anyway, but there was another Mike Yeager story. Mike
1: Yeager, you see the tow truck guy?
2: No, no. no. no, no, no. His name rings. Sounds familiar. Well, he, he wears a hat all the time Dave at Yeager, this. I think. He, yeah. he, he, he started selling, selling Volkswagen parts. Yeah. And he sells Corv. They sell a lot of Corvette stuff. I only know Chuck. I don't yeah, know Chuck Yeager, good friend of, of yours, Chuck. I, we hung around <laughs> back in the day. So. <laughs> it's you and Chuck Yeager. <laughs> I wish I could remember all the stories that I. Yeah.
0: But, uh, anyway. So. Yeah, but we, the Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare, Eagle. So, this is yeah. one we have not reviewed on the no. podcast yet. Phil busted that out, which
1: yeah. we actually kind of overlooked, forgot about that. That's one of the. It's one of the heavy hitters that
2: are. <clears throat> somewhat obtainable. Is this an ex, uh, expensive bottle? It's
0: going to piss uh, off some people because some places it's halfway un- a- attainable, and some places it yeah. is. Like- yeah.
2: If
1: you're a hunter, a bourbon hunter, you, that's when you can find it. Uh-huh. But It's
3: it's valuable. Yeah. It used to be obtainable and it was like a $35, $40 bottle. Uh-huh. And then bourbon became desirable and it uh-huh. uh, is no longer uh-huh. easy to find anywhere. Uh, a buffalo trace um kind of they're in between regular buffalo trace and blanton's i would say
0: actual age statement too 10 years
2: 10 year yep so can you you get me a bottle of pappy van winkle is that impossible Uh, it's not nothing's impossible i know but when you know (laughs) when you dave garfield oh (laughs) yeah
3: garfield's
1: garfield's beverage Beverage emporium beverage emporium
2: (laughs) 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 is he a sponsor
3: or you just like We just like him yeah
2: (laughs) I called him but, once, but he never said it. I wanted to see what he could get me, but he never called me back. We'll so. have to
3: make that introduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's even yeah, though I it, was on the road, it's very with
1: it. limited supply. So I'd be willing to to come off of one of my yearly allocations. <laughs> yearly for, <laughs> for a guy like you. I mean, so it comes. They release it once a year. Oh, they it, do. Yeah, right around November. That's mm-hmm. when all your kind of big bourbon releases yeah. are. So you got to either be hunting for it or know somebody. But yeah. it's available. I mean. Readily available on the second dairy market if you want to pay, pay that kind of money for yeah. it, but you can yeah. get it any time. It's yeah. just you got to be prepared to
2: pay for right. it if you want. But I'll yeah. make sure I set a bottle so Well, I'll find go. find one for me and just let me know what I oh yeah it's it's
0: I'm not much of a drinker. You know that.
2: You you've got to be a bit of a drinker to have
0: one of those bottles. Yeah, yeah. well, no, something that just, Yeah, it's not it's, just, it's not for looking. Right, it's for drinking.
2: No, you just sip a little bit. You, know? <laughs> you gotta you stretch it out over time. Right?
0: Oh, you could do that as long yeah. as you're gonna drink it. Yeah. What? The yeah. Eagle Rare though on that's one I absolutely love. Um, yeah, i are mean, always
1: seeking that out.
0: I've got yeah, I've got I've got a luckily got a little in, so I'm I'm seeking it out because I'm drinking a lot more of it um, along with the Weller. But um, I give it a seven nine.
3: <laughs> Ooh, big
0: rating. That's big. big. I guess, that's under eight. Eight. I like it's under eight. It's under <laughs> eight. Yeah, by the right there, right point, under seven nine.
3: I give it a seven nine. Huh. I feel like I need a reference again.
0: You can't. Sorry. Who developed yeah. the All scale? The it's just how drunk you are.
2: I've listened to a lot of it's, these. It's, and I...
1: it's pretty much industry standard. There's other bourbon reviews and everything. It's a one to they, ten. They go off of it's... the oil and whiskey. Oh. rating system have you established it
0: yeah it's they were kind of big, nation it's kind nation. of a big deal nationwide. Nationwide. i don't know if you know that well <laughs> i don't know that i'm telling you i'm telling you we're a big deal i
2: just wonder how a couple of there's, 30 40 something and a soon to be 50 something all got to be something.
0: you're thinking <laughs> we're connoisseurs
1: <laughs> we must drink a lot you drink a lot i mean yeah. there's reviews like buy it or like don't buy don't it. don't buy it yeah it or shit's terrible yeah i think seek it out
0: yeah that's sure. a, I gave it, is it a seven a, nine.
1: Sure. You would? It's it terrible. Yeah. Seven
3: nine. <laughs> I'm gonna going go seven zero. Wow. Yeah, it's low. Yeah, I, I like think it. it's about. I I do like it quite a bit. I feel like that's in the wheelhouse. It's
2: not, but that's fine. I 7-0. even like it. I don't know if I drank yeah. very much of it. I think, at think all you need like you. a little frame of reference. That's what on. I
1: was asking. Because I, I think we were eight. Yeah, check it out. Because I think eight twos are like Blantons. Eight four, eight two, eight two, eight four. Which I don't think it's as good as Blanton's. No, it's, so it's
0: kind of why I went. With it's going to be nine. south of there. Is
2: this the Roadster right. Shop scale over it here? It is. It is. It's
0: a good. Like, we developed that. We've kept uh-huh. up with it every time we've done it. <laughs> yeah. So every review we've done. Oh, you bring it up to date.
1: So it's a good review system for people without that ridiculously sophisticated palate, where you have to rate them based like yeah. and give these it wild reviews. 4, flavors. Yeah. Of-
2: it's pretty oh, much yeah. it's either good or it's not good type review. If, if I go online and look up whiskey re- bourbon reviews, am I going to see Roadster Shop review? On I that? don't know. It's, uh, it's a, paid, the bottom it's of the a barrel. paid for subscription. You probably have
0: to.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. In that ballpark, Here's a Seven, seven O, oh, Milliman Green single barrel, seven O oh across the board. Jefferson's Pritchard Cask, seven five seven six seven five. Oak and Eden French Oak seven five seven nine seven five, Elijah Craig eighteen year eight three seven nine eight three, Orphan Barrel Fable and Folly seven and a quarter point2 7.0 This is seven four.
1: That's a review right there. <laughs> That's it. You could chisel that in stone. That's or you
3: can use a silver.
1: Here, Josh, <laughs> you won the bottle. You had the highest rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this I mean I may have been a little low. I, simply put it's a bottle you should seek out, you should grab it. It's one right. for the hunters. It's a feather in your cap. It's it's, it's one, a trophy it's, in the collection. It's
0: one that you can go to all yeah. the time and it's it's holds up so. Well, appreciate it, Barry. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank for nice. coming it's for a
2: privilege to be here. A privilege to have you. We appreciate yeah. you making the trip. Well, you know, I think I'm one of the first customers. You've ever had, which is, I think you were customer no, number one. No, on I'm God not. But I'm talking about on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Matt. Yeah, there's a few other people, I guess, but Why don't you have Dave Garfield? And he's a customer. We will. We he can will. Get, have. He can rip through your
1: rating schedule for you. Dave, believe it or not, Dave's not a huge drinker. <laughs> is he?
2: <laughs> well, neither am I. You don't get <laughs> high. on your own supply. <laughs> I <guess>. think. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> I always tell everybody rest of the people in my family drank my share of liquor, so I've never drank much. Really? I, I, this is kind of a new thing where I'll sip on something. I decided about three, four years ago that I, for years I drank brandy old fashions. That's all. That's a, it's Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, it's a Wisconsin right? thing yeah. because only 80% of the brandy is consumed in Wisconsin that's made. I think I've yeah. heard that number. And I finally started looking at myself and saying, you know, I'm getting up in age I think I can afford something more than just the bottom of the barrel stuff, you know. Yeah. Let's start drinking some good stuff. So, I don't know. Did you, did you do the brandy old fashioned sweet? Isn't that a little bit thing? Yeah, but sweeter. Yeah. No, I just yeah. brandy yeah. old fashioned. Or yeah, brandy old fashioned sweet. And then I use I hate drinking so much that I dump a package of sweet and lower equal in it to sweeten it up because it wasn't sweet enough. I otherwise hmm. I couldn't drink it. Now I'm to the point where actually you buy some good whiskey, bourbon, whatever. And making all an there's there's some cocktails that we we have a restaurant we eat it down in Arizona all the time and they have what's called a pig old fashioned so it's it's ten year whistle pig and That's it's true. pretty damn good stuff I mean yeah. they, they mix it the right way and it's you can tell it's better than brandy <laughs> yeah it def- definitely <laughs> is <laughs> you know I mean, you you pay extra for it but uh, yeah we head uh,
3: we up north of bourbon if you're ever in Louisville Huh? Oh, a good cocktail experience over in louisville What's a, it's a, a restaurant and bar with some out of this world cocktails really yeah. oh really
2: good we were at a restaurant in fact we're going there in a couple of weeks called uh, the manhawk cafe it's probably one of the top rated restaurants in phoenix not not inexpensive it's i'm sure yeah and they have a Dave Meyer, the, I don't know if you've met the... He's a customer the, first. Well, David no, no. Dave Meyer. David a, Meyer. <laughs> no, this Dave Meyer, they, this is the family that owns the truck stop, Iowa 80 truck stops. They're good friends sure. of ours. We went to dinner with them, and he ordered an old-fashioned, it was $48 at this restaurant, 48 bucks. Yeah, it's spendy little cocktail. I did not taste it. It must have been really good.
0: <laughs> Barry, thanks again. Yeah, yeah. Glad we could have you. Thanks yeah. for listening. Glad to, to be here. Thanks for listening to Oil & Whiskey with The Roadster Shop and Ironclad Original. If you'd like the show, be sure to leave us a rating and review. Thanks again to Barry. We'll see you again next week.